listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Sing a song of six pinks, a pocket full of rye. Who the fuck wanna die for their culture? Suck a dead body like a vulture. Italian, mm-hmm. Blacker than your blackest stallion. Hit your housing. Projects I represent your Shaolin, my nigga. Hell yes, apocalypse now. The gunpowder would be going down. Diggy, diggy down, diggy down, down. While the planets and the stars and the moon collapse. When I raise my trigger finger, all y'all niggas hit the decks. Cause ain't no need for that hustlers and hardcore. Raw to the floor, raw like reservoir dolls. The green eye bandit can't stand it. With more fruit of your loops than that you can't sand, bitch. Plus the Bombazi got me wide. Fucking with us. It's a straight suicide. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Tuesday. That is correct. Tuesday is the day that it is. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Uh, you can just search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, we'll read them on the show as long as they're nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're not nice, then we won't read them at all. Mm-mm. If they're not five stars, I mean, come on, man. Oh, I wish your time. What are you doing with your life? I'm trying to tell you. Do more, something more constructive with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm find something better to do yes and some better some other people to bother come okay? on you got time for your foolishness Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. tell the truth ah! it's shame the devil <laughs> take them to church um we are sponsored speaking of church uh this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today and get uh you know get yourself hooked up all right get your face looking fly i actually need to shave right now and now nah, i can tell because you know when you go without the bevel for more than a few days like that crack dog you're like ooh, my neck so i gotta go straighten myself up before tomorrow okay uh and then also we're brought to you by loot crate loot crate is a monthly mystery crate that is filled to the brim with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop culture franchises go to lootcrate.com slash tvgwt and then they have an offer code box if you put tvgwt in that offer code box they're gonna give you three dollars off don't say we never did nothing for you now you got until the 19th to handle your business it's worth it and get this discount because i know y'all are so envious especially the people that watch the show live when we open up them boxes and it'll be full of beautiful stuff that we're going to be wearing and rocking and putting around our house Mm -hmm. your nerd ass should be joining us okay i think that's the truth just trying to say bevel trying to keep you from being dirty and loot crate trying to help you stay nerdy come on Mm -hmm. if it rhymes it's true uh let's Ah! (laughs) uh let's get into some news i don't even know where to start today you know what we've been on a roll let's might as well start where we've been starting for the last few days i mean it's up this time hopefully it won't be as angry and not. uh whatnot we didn't get finally people started listening i had to name the show don't send your email so i think it worked out uh but yeah let's do lgbtq news
something I want to ask you There's something that I want to know If to this question you have the answer So tell me what I want to know Do you want to funk? Do you want to funk? Won't you tell me now? Won't you tell me now? If you want to funk, let me show you how. Do you want to funk with me? Do you want to funk with me? All right, let's get into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is uh, uh, kind of uh, some appropriate news um considering all the sad news that's normally in this category and there mm-hmm. i'm not saying there won't be any today but i'm just saying that normally it's a a, a whole lot of whole lot of sad news mm-hmm. um but um apparently our former governor pat mccrory mm-hmm. who you guys may know from the bigoted bathroom bill um that they passed in the middle of the night after our city uh passed a very forward-thinking bill that you could uh go to the bathroom that corresponded with the gender that you identified as and uh apparently that was too um too real uh so they had to backlash against us throughout the rest of the state yeah why he didn't win the re-election yeah about to lose billions of dollars for the state um well apparently he's having a hard time getting a new job y'all you don't say so your bigger ass friends ain't hiring you because i know a lot of people agree with you now yeah but apparently they ain't they ain't they don't give you enough to give you a job guess it's kind of sad can't find a job huh it's a celebration man fuck him i'm glad he can't find a job i have uh absolutely no qualms about it uh you know what he did that's ironic um since they passed that bill part of that bill that people don't discuss is that it did away with the protections for lgbt people at work so they could end up losing their jobs behind that shit so kind of ironic you can't find a job mm. Mm. That, that 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 right there they might call that uh might call that karma might call that a little bit of irony come on dog you fuck with people at their workplace they can get fired now mm-hmm. you know people reluctant to hire people. right mm-hmm. now now people reluctant to hire your ass good i know he thought he had a straight shot to that trump administration come on there's no way he didn't think that 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 was gonna come through for his that's ass. why he was so gun home and wouldn't get up off of it because at any time he could have turned around but he refused that's my guess anyway yeah he thought trump was gonna peek him out and i also think that in my opinion this was his goal into uh maybe a next presidential election or maybe the one after that actually running for president and being a front runner i really think that that was his goal and the thing is is that there are a lot of people that agree with him but ain't it strange how they're not going to give you a job because if they bring you in 
they're gonna have to deal with the backlash of hiring you because a lot of times especially here like with duke power and all the other places or duke energy wherever else places that he you know was working on and contracting through mm-hmm. uh a lot of a lot of those people have people that fall with people that work for them that fall in all these categories that you're affecting and a lot of them have to answer to other people. They have stockholders and shit like that. And right. nobody wants to deal with the backlash of bringing you in. And even if they bring you in quietly, somebody will find out. And odds are, wherever you go, you're not going to have no low-level position. You're going to have an executive position. You're going to have a position with power. You're going to be making decisions for other people. People are going to report to you. You're not going to come in off, even though you're off the street, you're not going to come in off the street and, and not be at a at a position with some form of authority. Right. Even if it's nothing but over a department or something like that. So my thing uh is that um a supervisor or something. So my thing is, you know, it's pretty funny how people will go and hold back you up agreeing with you, even Republicans here in the state, until their constituents was like, Hey doll, what you mean NCAA getting relief? Hey doll, what you mean we can't have no tournaments? Hey doll, shit ain't coming. Hey doll, PayPal ain't being here no more. Espe- we're a big ass state, especially out in the goddamn Timbuktu rural areas where for a lot of them, these tournaments and shit like that is the only thing that pops off in these areas. Nothing else cracks for a lot of companies. They make their yearly budget or whatever it is mm-hmm. off of the, off of one or two events. And also what they don't talk about, particularly here in the state of North Carolina, uh, whenever they have these events, no matter where they are in the state, a lot of times the overflow falls into other cities. Because, like, particularly here in Charlotte, uh, when you have events here in Charlotte, normally downtown gets so very, really, really quickly. And downtown is very expensive, like it is everywhere else. But what happens is that you have a lot of people go, well, I don't want to stay downtown, so where do they stay? In the surrounding cities. So they'll stay in Davidson. They'll stay in Waxhaw. They'll stay in Huntersville, they go down to Tiga K, they go down to Rock Hill, they, you know, they go into these surrounding places, some maybe even up to an hour away and ride in just for the simple fact that they don't want to deal with that. So you have these other communities that actually milk off of these larger cities having these things, just like when in Raleigh Durham, you have those surrounding areas that cake off of the overflow of the hotels and all this shit. So you're actually you're really rocking the economy. And the thing is, there's, even if they get to the point where they repeal this, it's gonna take years, not your funny, possibly decades, before we recover. Because at any time, people go, well, y'all might go back on y'all word at any period of time. How can we trust you? Because you stuck with it for so fucking long. So a lot of comp, uh, and, and this is the thing, it got to the point where the tax breaks didn't even matter anymore. You know, because mm-hmm. North Carolina did a very, very good job of doing tax breaks and basically giving you all your money back that you, you know, and shit like that. If you met certain quotas, you hired so many people and all that stuff, that wasn't even worth it when you, like you're a company like PayPal and you go, well, I'm going to come here. And they pass this law, well, then I don't want to come because, hey, I have employees that fall underneath this genre. I don't want to deal with it because now I don't want to look like the company that uh, thinks bigotry is acceptable. Even if a lot of these companies do, they don't want the appearance of it. That's what it is. All of it is a big facade. All of it is appearance. There's a lot of companies that everybody works for where your boss, your supervisor, your manager, the CEO, the people on the places, they're bigoted, they're racist, racist they're homophobic, but what they do got it's got them common sense to not fuck up their money yep and this is a dude that they don't want they know whoever hires him is essentially making a statement that at minimum we don't care 
that's his minimum and it's going to be spun like you absolutely support it so he's probably radioactive right now mm-hmm. it also may say something about the kind of job maybe he's looking for um because i think um if you're trying to look for maybe some like some type of private job or something or maybe one of those jobs that is like one of those uh foundations that's uh like for the family but it really means because we hate gays and women making choices about their vaginas mm-hmm. um it, he could probably go get a job at one of those things of course but um yeah it's not doesn't like it's working out for old boy Mm-mm. he was on a podcast where he could damn everybody got podcasts i saw adam Schefter had a podcast that was like everybody i remember yeah. when we were podcast nerds we were nerds for having a show and the world then came around um yeah uh anyway he was in an interview with a world radio podcast according to news and observer mccrory complained people are reluctant to hire me because oh my gosh he's a bigot which is the last thing i am fuck you is anybody a bigot what you gotta do to be a bigot right you what pass this fuck ass law but you're not a goddamn bigot what are what are the rules to bigotry man i just want to know i'm just asking for a friend like what do you have to do before it's like mm, i may have crossed the line is anybody a bigot because because is, the- is, is dylan roof a bigot like is, are there are people thinking are, is, is that far enough because i'm gonna tell you this and you said it i think i don't remember if it was you or just or something like this the thing about him is that a lot of times he's a tool he's a pawn a lot of times he don't even believe the shit that he stands for and he will morph and change into whatever he needs to change because when he was the mayor of here in charlotte that he knew that shit wouldn't pass there and he knew he had a lot of black people that voted for him so that's a lot of shit he wouldn't do because he would make people mad he had a he had he was just been on a conservative radio station here and then white anger race used to call and be very very mad and angry at him because he quote unquote did not go far enough and and, and even here he fucked up when it came to the hornets when the hornets uh originally left they basically made them leave because they they made the city toxic and turned the city against the hornets and the owner did too also but when they left what did they do they immediately got their asses together talked to the nba and said hey when you get a new franchise bring that bitch here because you realize the money you were losing by this team leaving and so he fixed that but it's a difference between running for the quote-unquote liberal city of charlotte and running for the state overall our state is very very i mean very politicians do what they need to do to be elected in the win right and whatever and i think he thought that this was the wave you know i think he was catering to the same fan base as trump and it just didn't work out for him he's not as charismatic no um, he's not and for the most part i think people just don't believe him because like you said he came from a liberal city to then try to govern as a right-wing conservative and everybody's like who's the real you so yeah his i mean who knows what's gonna happen to him in the future but yeah i, I just think it's funny that he can't get a job and i'm glad he right. can't get a job and the, and the thing is what's so fucked up he's fussing about not being a bigot that's because his friends i guarantee you he done made a lot of phone calls like, nah, dog, they saying you a bigot yep he he says he's getting by on consulting positions but academic leaders don't really want to hire him because of student protests right good good job students and they say students shouldn't protest and they say they get mad when you know oh, you guys are y'all don't want model at your school like no. I, I don't know if you know how schools work i'm paying for this shit right i might not want this motherfucker here dog like 
real talk and the same thing for for this dude like if you hire this motherfucker as a person that gives you money and will be paying his debt back normally for most people for the rest of my motherfucking life i might want to have a say so in the time that i'm here and say the university that i paid for a degree from uh i don't want them hiring fucking bigots over to be over anything involving students anything academically like right because i don't know why that's so fucking uh crazy to say you right. know what i mean and, pe- and people act like people were in protesting in the in the 50s and 60s and 70s with the war and shit like that students protested that's what the fuck students do right and it's one of the things too where no i don't want your ass here because who knows you might try to institute something at my university to affect me with them same fuck ass rules no right you come to my school fuck yeah i'm protesting i'm gonna find out where your office is and i'm a college student shit i ain't gotta do nothing but go to class and, and get off and sit in your fucking front of your fucking office all goddamn day that's what the fuck i'm gonna do yeah he said that's not the way our american system should operate having people purge due to political thought what so having people purged due to their gender identity totally fine totally makes sense not a problem having people purged because of their citizenship yep let's get them out of here no no big deal um but not because of things that we think politically you mean the actions as in passing bills in the middle of the night with no vote from the public on it that kind of shit (sighs) trash what a trash ass yep i can't wait to vote again i hope these motherfuckers that was out there this i'm st- i don't care out there that white woman march here in the across this great state of north carolina bring y'all asses down there and vote them motherfuckers out to pass this goddamn law uh north carolina democratic party spokesman mike gwen said north carolina has already lost hundreds of millions of dollars in economic activity and thousands of jobs as a direct result of hb2 but I guess we can start adding Governor McCrory's career to the total as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, because um, uh, come on, um, they have here in North Carolina. I think it might be actually here in Charlotte or maybe in Raleigh. They have like um, uh, several big things where they have like one for the. They have a Christmas thing where they have like vendors come down and it's a, at the merchandise march or something like that we have big old event where people wholesalers come and actually people from all over the world come to a lot of these events to buy things that they can't basically buy anywhere else. people homemade stuff and all that shit and they said after this law passed they were saying the sales dip tremendously because people say i will because i think you represent the state so all of a sudden even though I might not be bigoted and I might not be racist, I'm suffering off your fuck ass law because people are not winning across into the state line. Yeah, I just think it's interesting how um you know, and Miss Smart said in the chat, like his political thoughts are what get people to vote for him. So you don't have a problem when it's working out for you when more people did not agree with your political thoughts and you can get it but it's just you know what it is, it's just um and specifically white people but probably politicians in general but they expect to be fucked up problematic in office and then retreat back to a career a lucrative career somewhere else because and i i've said this last week but you know the idea is like in america you're entitled to a job if you're a white person especially if you're a white man especially if you're older rich conservative white man you're just expect like your quote-unquote right to work really means a right to a, a job i should have a job and not just any job the kind of job i want 
regardless of anything that i've ever done it's the reason that there's always these uh emotional and uh very uh sentimental pieces about white people who do racist shit like you just give it a few months and then it's like justine sacco couldn't find a top five job that she wanted for a year because she said uh she was gonna get aids in africa and people made jokes about it and then she lost her job and now she can't get a job and you know it just takes a while before everybody bends back towards you know feeling sympathy for them and i and i think that's the kind of shit that enables someone to have the attitude of entitlement like that where it's like just because i try to do everything i fucking could to make life harder for gay people in your state uh and not and that's before you even get to some of the stuff he did with like the police cameras Mm -hmm. um you know the things he did uh it it rolled back racial protections as well at work um that's before you even get to that and then it's like but i i still should be able to go have a job and not just any job a a dope job like (laughs) he probably could go get a a fuck-ass job but he want to have the best job because he goddamn deserves it you know right and 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 maybe this is just my perspective and my philosophy on this change. One thing about black people, I feel as though most of us know that we could lose our job at any moment. So for a lot of us, we don't feel like we have a right to work. We're like, look, we're just trying to hold on to this job. Because for a lot of most black people, especially if you start ticking around your 30s and 40s, Within your work experience, you have been laid off. You have been let go. A lot of times for shit you haven't even done. You know, a lot of times it don't got to do with work performance or anything. They, You know, especially if you're like us, you're in a right-to-work state where they don't have to explain shit to you. They can just walk in one day and be like, nah, your services are no longer needed. Or if you're temp or something like that. So it's one of the things where America tricks people. And even some black people buy into this that you deserve and you have a right to a job. But most black people do understand that that, that working it's something that you have to work hard to actually keep your job once you get your job. They fuck up, get a job, and, and fuck it up and think they have a right to another job when you like, that's that should not be how this works. Yep, I agree. A uh, gay GOP group leader says we should compromise the Donald Trump and anti-LGBTQ Republicans. Donald Trump is the most pro-LGBT Republican president in history, said Gregory T. Angelo. Uh, president of the log cabin republicans the gay republican the gay gop group um recently uh he told me in an interview at the annual conservative political action conference in in national harbor maryland he said that he said that about gop presidential candidate trump too during the election campaign but in the end this group decided not to endorse trump that was bizarre since they did endorse mitt romney in 2012 and john mccain in 2008 yet here the group thought trump was the most pro lgbt gop presidential candidate ever hmm why didn't y'all why didn't y'all endorse him the most pro ever hmm. responding to that oddity angelo called me out for wrongly predicting that the group would endorse trump and said they didn't endorse trump because we're not we were not looking at trump for any singular issue and the greatest hesitation in endorsing him was that this man never held elected office and there were no guideposts nonetheless angelo now views trump as pro lgbt uh, as a president even after trump rescinded transgender student protections makes you wonder if the if being gay in the glp is a lot like being black in the glp where like you might care about a black issue maybe cup but whatever it is you have to sacrifice part of if not most of 
your identity and your and your relationship to your community in order to be over there so i wonder if being in a uh lgbtq group and as a republican means well we don't really care about trans rights we don't really care about the bathroom laws we just care about this money and that's why we over here and we don't really raise any issues with our shit and the only time we talk about this is to make platitudes about this idea we need to recruit more people the way that because i know with black issues they do that all the time where it's like we need to recruit more black voters and that's what's important to us and we just need to get the black vote and you're like well what, what policies and what issues well first of all we're gonna bring back law and order you mean stop and frisk yep we're gonna make that national that was unconstitutional uh well you, uh, you gotta fix the inner cities uh also we're gonna cut all the programs for the go for the welfare and stuff dog i don't even live in the inner city or i'm not on welfare well we're gonna cut those programs because they're gonna get you good and get a job i have a job uh <laughs> like it's, it's like that kind of shit where you're like I, who are you talking to really um right. who and and i guess to me it goes well who are you talking to and um i'm to the point where i'm i remember eldroy was talking to chris on his sanity check and she was talking about the democratic party and how she's to the point where she, like, might, you know, separate herself from the Democratic Party because she was saying that they're not even meeting the needs anymore because particularly black women are coming in droves and even the quote-unquote party that's supposed to be for us is still ignoring us. And it's going to be interesting, particularly with Hillary Clinton losing. Mm. It's going to be interesting when it's time to run again if, our issues and our problems are not the forefront anymore with the next democratic nomination. Wait, how did we get on this from, from this topic? Because you were talking about how, uh, people, uh, with LGBT people, you know, how they stand up and things like that. And how is, is, how can I say this? How I think people with LBGTQ who are Republicans and same but black have to separate their identity. And so mm-hmm. it's one of the things where I feel as though not, with them separating a lot of times, I feel as though they feel like they're special snowflakes and whatever it is. But it made me think about the Democratic Party, about how they make the assumption that they're going to automatically get these votes, just like some some uh republicans assumes that they're going to get some black votes they'll get so they take these votes for granted like i think that they take these votes for granted because like you said the people didn't the people didn't well, see to me i don't think they take these i don't think they take them for granted in that in the same way the democratic party does okay the democratic oh, okay. Okay. the democratic okay. party okay. understands that then. they have a better platform for if you're gay they have a better platform if you're mm-hmm. trans they have a better platform if you're black they actually have a better platform like i think it's it's almost unpopular to say because in the world of twitter and purity politics and everybody wants to argue and shit um it's it's unpopular to say which what is the truth which is that if you're not just some white person the odds are the democratic platform and the 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 things they promote is better for you Mm -hmm. and and it's like nobody wants everyone feels so important and entitled because we all have our social media accounts and our podcasts and our blogs and Mm -hmm. all this shit everyone feels so important and they can just like stand back and be like on folded you ain't getting my vote you better you know come in here and get my you know like that shit that's cool but end of the day when it's time to pull the lever if your black ass is pulling it for a republican you just i mean you definitely threw your vote away you know if you pull pull it for a third party i'm not saying you threw it away but they definitely ain't winning and you know it so you're trying to make a statement 
um and if you pull it for a democrat that's the closest party that can actually do something for you doesn't mean that solution will be perfect and it doesn't mean that um it doesn't mean that it's enough but the leverage you have over there is more leverage than you have with any other party um so to and i and and i understand that still democrats come up short and stuff like that all the time not that's not my uh, that's not even the point of the, uh of what i was saying okay but okay that's not my bad no that's cool uh, i just think um th- it's different because the people over there for the glp they're not voting because of policies like what like that's like one of the things that's weird when people talk about voting democrat for black people and they try to make it into some like they don't respect our votes and we not doing nothing that's like well i i don't think 94 percent of unless you try to say all these black women got it wrong i don't agree you know what i mean like i think that's the of the options that's the best vote and even if you you know it, were to lead the democratic party or to go third party or whatever your best vote voting option is still going to end up being the democratic party just because there's that's the only party that truly has black influence no other party even got it green party definitely don't got black influence um bernie sanders people could give a fuck about black people you know they didn't even like they didn't even have the money or the budget they didn't even do the stopping uh stuff during they didn't do the stopping spots during the south like they don't care and then the republicans are so anti-black like they are absolutely 100 percent against you being black like i so so for me what the way i view it is people that are over there with the glp that are in marginalized group for the most part they're getting off on being the person that's over there like right it's more important for me to be in a small group of people over here that has to sacrifice everything about me right every everything about my identity i sacrifice and that and then they pat me on the hand and say you're a good kid you're a good boy and we'll never do anything for you you know like at least until they turn on you but go ahead yeah at least um with the democratic party i can point to programs they tried to pass and and things of that nature that they try to help people i can't point to shit the glp has ever done for black people other than strip programs i I can't point to anything they've ever done like what policy am i supposed to be voting for them for it always ends up and then like all their policies end up getting pitched on some anti-blackness or whatever and i think the same thing for gay people man they they definitely pitch that shit on some like well we gonna (laughs) we gonna stop marriage equality it's like how's that for how's that a positive for me you know like you're telling me what your platform is but it's a direct slap in my face and you still think i'm supposed to vote for you i don't understand you know so i think it's a difference i mean maybe it that's is. nuanced but you know there's a difference between someone making an attempt to get your vote and somebody being like fuck your vote like i think it's yeah, a difference it's to me at any rate um so yeah so they were talking to this person uh yeah he says yes i don't think that this one decision on transgender guidance changes that that he's the most pro lgbt president uh candidate ever whatever we have never had a republican president who so candidly and openly discussed not only gay not only lesbian not only bisexual but transgender americans as well bullshit president obama talked about that shit way more than trump did um may have even passed marriage equality you know <laughs> fucking anyway um let's put aside for a moment that trump is opposed to marriage equality 
promised to appoint judges to overturn it and nominated neil gorsuch uh, a self-described originalist in the mode of the late Antonin Scalia to the Supreme Court. If Trump is talking about transgender Americans in a positive way one day, say Caitlin, saying Caitlyn Jenner could use the women's restroom at Trump uh, Tower only to take away their rights another day, isn't that untrustworthy and hypocritical? The transgender conservatives I interviewed at CPAC were certainly angry with Trump, not viewing them as pro, viewing him as pro LGBT. Jennifer Williams, a trans Republican from New Jersey, criticized trump for backtracking on north carolina's hb2 during the campaign first saying he opposed it then saying days later he, he, it should be left to the states she voted for john Kasich in the primary and wrote him in for the general election as well because of that i don't see that as hypocrisy angelo said what i see time and again with trump is someone who is trying to strike a balance trying to strike a balance between lgbt equality lgbt advocacy organization and people who prioritize so-called religious freedoms and evangelical christians and i don't think that any one decision changes that as his rightful place as the most pro-lgbt republican president angelo points to trump not rescinding president obama's executive order banning anti-lgbt discrimination among federal contractors as evidence of his being so pro-lgbt and yet george w bush when he came into office in 2001 didn't rescind bill clinton's order banning discrimination against gay people in the federal workforce that didn't stop bush however from later promoting a federal marriage amendment part of a strategy to bring religious conservatives out to vote for his re-election Trump has said he would sign the First Amendment Defense Act, which would allow for anti-LGBT religious exemptions, and a Trump transition team official told me that at CPAC that a religious freedom executive order uh, that would do the same is still on the way. I mean, how is this not just cooning? You know what I mean? Like, how is this not just cooning, man? It's like, despite all the evidence mr trump is the greatest like but you clearly he has an agenda completely against everything you stand for he's the best president of all time is that a gun in your head i don't know yeah that's why you can't really support these motherfuckers man like (sighs) it's fucked up anyway Mm um if you want to compromise on your humanity good luck i refuse yeah like that's the difference to me speaking of you know racial issues in the gop versus democrats the difference to me is that you're gonna have black people matter so much as a voting block to the democrats you essentially had hillary clinton saying like black lives matter in 2016 you know what i mean the other group is calling black lives matter a terrorist organization several times during debates i don't it's not even close to me like i I wish there was some other option for me to vote and feel comfortable that i was making the right choice but there just isn't and that's that's what me saying democrats ain't great that's what me being like people still i still feel like not enough uh people get a seat at the table um in this party and and even with that i'm like what the fuck else i'm gonna take my vote because you know the other st- it's it's like you can go down to the a and p um uh, the hood market where they at least will um serve your ass or you can go down to the market that got a colored section and you got to go in through the back and they might not give you all your groceries like it's not a choice all right um let's see is there any other news um as a matter of fact let's go to let's go to the other news now We'll come back. We'll go to that Sunday or something. 
uh jordan peele just became the first black director with a hundred million dollar movie debut go ahead forget out mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh congratulations man great movie yes, still got to take care and see it but it's gonna yep. happen it's gonna happen uh it's only in the third weekend of release and it's already made it mm-hmm. uh, i only saw a 25 percent drop off the from the previous weekend um and that's with logan and kong, kong skull island coming out the last movie with the black director to reach a hundred million dollar mark was f gary gray straight out of compton in 2015 that film gray's ninth as a director had more resources and people involved in the making to get out uh yeah get out had a i want to say um four and a half million dollar budget yep four yeah four million dollar budget made a hundred million dollars definitely made his money back in tomorrow mm-hmm uh, also just uh fake news alert i don't know if this goes and fuck with black people whatever um people out here trying to pretend that black women are hating on jordan peele for having a white wife stop it yeah please stop that black women ain't hating on this man we don't care and i the reason i know is because i saw people talking about it on twitter and i'm like did jordan peele say something is there an interview where he did something i mean from the interviews i've seen with him and the words i've seen him say like there's no part of me that makes me think he's gonna be like i don't like black women or black women or trash whatever um but you never know with people to be honest you know like everybody got issues and shit so i'm like maybe he said something so i went and searched on twitter for his name man it was all people basically making shit up and being like mostly black men being like these sisters drag jordan peele and they ain't want to fuck him when he was coming up but now he look at him he got a white wife and they mad i ain't seen not one sister talking about some fuck jordan peele fuck his white wife none of that shit i seen black women being like oh no chelsea pirelli i love her she's funny that's that's a bad bitch or whatever like i haven't i did it's honestly that same thing that happened when we did the Break. And, and the thing is anti-blackness is so strong i don't expect people to even research stuff look it up everybody wants to go off on the handle and they always want to be like and these bitter bitches hating on her even black women i've seen like jump in take the bait like don't even need no proof don't even google don't search don't look for nothing just simply go it must be true because somebody said it and the only people that say it is a bunch of ashy ass dudes talking about that hate on black women all day every day like like the kind of people that blame feminists for like black women uh reporting getting hit in domestic violence like those people are the same people talking about black women hate jordan peele and they hated me when i was a kid and they never you know that shit um and the thing that's amazing about it is um people will bite and like i said when we did the gabby douglas thing where people said black women were talking bad about her hair and i broke down that article and i went and found those tweets and you could see some of them weren't even from black people some of them had like six retweets uh the people that were retweeting it were retweeting it and being like don't you talk about gabby and that was black women telling them that like it just doesn't matter people take that information and run with it like it's fact they don't even care and it's straight up confirmation bias like they can see one tweet about it and as far as they concern every black woman or black women or all these black women 
it doesn't matter like and and it's fucked up because when people do that shit to us we always complaining right when nobody wants to be in a group we being divisive not all whenever it's some shit about your specific group but whenever it's this shit about another group it's yep they always like that uh why ain't y'all feminists stop that you know like that kind of shit and uh it's really sad because there's so many black men that really promote this yes sir like i don't know what it is within some of these brothers but it's almost like i like if they have a white wife white girlfriend or whatever or if they're just dating and they can't or they don't have a black girlfriend like they just don't have a girlfriend there's something within them that gets super fucking aggressive towards black women on some like insecurities right i have to make you feel bad about the fact that you don't give a fuck because because right. for the, and, and on the real make women mad because they're right. like why are you fucking harassing me i don't care who you fuck just leave me alone and don't use her to bash me and we go right like like i said this isn't even a um me speculating or talking in general i literally searched like i like my i just put pill in the search for twitter and just scroll down looking to see like maybe he said something maybe they found something he said a long time ago i didn't know and and you could just see brother after brother just you know these black women gonna hate on him for having a white wife man sister's always mad oh y'all dragged him for years just making shit up because it makes them feel good and powerful right. and it's another way to bash black women and it's something you know uh especially for dudes that um uh, either date or are dating or married to a white woman for some reason it makes them feel like validated and justified i'm like that's your insecurity talking man nobody thinking about you and nobody cares nobody cares yeah like it's especially like defending some dude that really ain't said nothing like he didn't say look my experience has been these sisters are out here dragging me they talking bad about me and my wife and i don't understand and you know the worst part because these stories build on themselves it does keep in mind it's a phenomenon that's not happening the same thing happened with mike coulter like and what'll happen is uh, a lot of black media spaces will run with headlines that say shit like oh lawrence's wife or mike coulter's wife or such and such girlfriend y'all mad you know that kind of shit and then uh people without even seeing if anyone is mad will assume people were mad because they see a headline that ask if they're mad it's like donald glover has a child with his girlfriend and it's a white woman and it's immediately like and you know black women was mad yeah what you know whatever and then no comments no anger no nothing uh nothing that started this it's and so people start trolling with it and it's you know brothers oh you know they're gonna be mad all oh, these black women hate this shit maybe y'all need to holler at them when he wasn't doing good you know that kind of shit and then sisters will react to being trolled right and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of oh see they hate that it's so it, like it's shameful it happens over and over and the shit is started by black men most of the time like literally i don't know i can't name a time when it was like some dude was just minding his business not saying shit had a white family and nobody said shit like and 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 and, and, and like and then black women just went in on them right because the, because the thing is if you are secure in who you are and i trying to be funny in your blackness and your masculinity being a black man if you are comfortable with that and you are comfortable and love the woman that you love and she just happens to be white you need to be secure with that but a lot of times you're not and when you're not it shows it shows in your actions and it shows in your interactions with black women right 
and then when they call you out for your fuck shit and your fuck ass behavior you look at them like they're wrong when they're going no you're the problem not me motherfucker right so you know and, and for the record i didn't see a lot of black dudes doing it but just enough Ugh, to right. start some shit and then hide their hand and be like these black women are always getting mad and shit like that you know so it's just it's just sad man to be honest like that reading that shit just made me sad because like really you get off on trolling black women that fucking much that's their thing day honey they get up every day banging bacon and thinking about how they gonna get these black winches <laughs> right uh our boy craig Lindsay wrote about uh black podcast for the news observer uh newsobserver.com the name of the article is listen up if you want to learn about black people um and it's from the uh, article from march 10th um uh, and it's it was a real dope article he talked about us he talked about um the, when he interviewed us for ebony.com mm-hmm. he talked about uh medium popcorn mm-hmm. uh black on black cinema where's my 40 acres mm-hmm. um yeah man i just want to say i i appreciate it yep. and uh i'll make sure to put a link in the show notes if y'all want to read the article um because honestly man it helps out when our listeners uh go and click on these things it and does. leave comments and stuff like mm-hmm. that it encourages people to write about us um also one of the things is there's people that listen to shows and they wonder how they can help the show out and they might write about us or interview us or something like that if you yeah maybe it never even crossed your mind until this moment like oh yeah i can help spread the word via whatever platform i have so you know people that write about us in blogs and put us on list all that stuff helps man and craig we really appreciate you you're a real we one do. thank you baby yep i'll make sure to have that in the show notes for people please click on it man leave a comment let them know you appreciate media. it and thank you baby um let's see what else is happening um the sex toy company has lost a 2.97 million dollar uh lawsuit oh what happened uh they were tracking the sexual activity without their knowledge yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah it was the we uh vibe sex toys uh they were being tracked and they didn't even know it um the company's standard innova- innovation was charting users frequency of use level of intensity and body temperature but it wasn't the smart vibrators buyers intended a settled lawsuit has awarded uh owners up to ten thousand dollars each at the lawyer's fees the smart vibrator boasting bringing long distance couples together by using bluetooth vibrator that links lovers via a smartphone app yeah we talked about this before i guess they finally settled it it turns out that smartphone was doing more than connecting couples uh security and privacy vulnerabilities tipped off some who ultimately discovered the vibrator allowed anyone with their bluetooth open to control the device while, while the company obtained info on the sexual habits of the user so not only my partner, it could be just somebody just floating around could connect to it if they knew what it was. Yeah, it's just some dude across from you at Starbucks winking, and you're like, "What's wrong with him?" Because he out there, right? Mm-hmm. And my people that make this shit, won't you have this stuff password protected, locked or something? So it's like when you go in and you open some shit up, and and my vibrator just pops up there on the Wi-Fi. What the fuck? Right. So yep, find that interesting. Mm-hmm uh good luck uh and and happy ten thousand dollars you know i'm sure the the we vibe didn't cost ten thousand you made a lot of money yeah you did you could buy plenty more vibrators that don't track you now the russians know your vibration stuff be ah! careful um <laughs> uh let's see what else um 
this is how much a bridesmaid would make if they were paid mm-hmm yep uh apparently weddings can be expensive newsflash yes, people sir. even for the guests yep and uh that takes a lot of hours a lot of preparation to be involved in somebody else's wedding mm-hmm uh not long after a highly anticipated marriage proposal comes a different type of question which is usually popped in a similar grandeur and excitement is the question one bestie asks after years of dutiful friendship will you be my bridesmaid the answer is usually an affirmative enthusiastic yes met with squeals of glee and hugs with one friend to the other but as tradition holds is not all cheek kisses and chatter turns out being a bridesmaid is equitable to having a second job minus the salary we should note come on according to a survey of 1087 women by simple b bridesmaids spend around 43 hours total catering to wedding related duties that's more hours than a typical work week based on the national average earnings of a wedding planner a bridesmaid could be earning 323 euro for labor the survey findings suggest that bridesmaids spend most time attending wedding fair fairs 13 hours planning hen parties 10 hours and the shopping and shopping for wedding dresses which is eight hours uh shit eight hours yeah because because a lot of times men don't have to do this when it comes to this it's a long process and tradition has changed like traditions have changed because Miss Smart brought it up years ago when people got mad. If you're going by traditional, you know, heterosexual mm-hmm. marriage, years ago when people got married, the uh, bride's family would give the male's family some kind of dowry or whatever, and then the bride's family would pay for everything. They would pay for the wedding. They'd pay for the bridesmaid dresses. Like they would literally cover all expense and costs for the wedding because mm-hmm. that's kind of traditional how how it would go um but that's changed but people are like i'm not paying for every for uh right. your wedding fuck that you pay for it yourself or i'll chip but i'll cover your shit and i'm not paying for bridesmaids because when people realize when you're a bridesmaid you have to buy nowadays your own dress your own shoes your own jewelry a lot of times depending on how it's set up you, you're covering your own makeup um and everything else attached with that you probably getting you know uh, uh, unless the bride has it where everybody comes in to get their makeup down at a certain time that she covers normally and everybody comes and get their hair done at a certain time when she covers some people don't even do that they're like look and the thing is with your bridesmaid depending on the bride and how they they're done they're very specific i want a certain color i want people to look a certain way i want your hair a certain length i want it like this i want it like that i want shoes a certain color i want to dress a certain color and then depending on how big your party is y'all normally all go out together and so you have four five six seven eight nine ten however many people in her party sitting there all trying on dresses all trying on shoes all you know testing this stuff to see what work it what don't what don't work and then don't let somebody gain or lose weight now we have to get the shit altered prior prior to uh the wedding and you know you're talking about a lot a lot of costs then you this is not even getting into rehearsal this is not even getting into uh you rehearse sometimes two or three times prior to depending on how it's set up you know and then they don't talk about like the actual wedding day a lot of times you're there hours ahead and hours in advance and depending on how it is and and how much and and, and what costs are cut a lot of times the bride made or the bridal party actually does a lot of preparation like they actually 
help prep up the church and prep up the food and prep and, and prep all this other stuff which is not including all the other shit and expenses so yes i can completely understand this i've never been a bridesmaid and i tell people when they ask me no i don't want to be in your wedding party i will come be a guest but i don't want to be in your wedding party and that's not funny it's but you're special if i'm a guest at your wedding because i don't i don't like to be bothered with that particular part but that's just me personally i know a lot of people that's their thing they get excited and imagine some people when when, when wedding quote-unquote season start i've talked to some women where during the course of a summer they're in three four bridal parties that's back to back to back and what happens too is that I get married, I invited you, so now it's your turn, I got to come, because mm-hmm. I wasted my fuck-ass time, so now you gotta waste your fuck-ass time. So I'm like, nope, we're not worried about it, I ain't inviting you to mine, and you ain't gotta worry about, about, about me to yours. Um, well, yep, eight hours to find a wedding dress, following closely behind our bridesmaids' dresses, uh, fittings, which takes seven hours. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hours on dresses. On dresses, dog. And trials for hair and makeup, that's five hours. Uh, however the job doesn't stop at pre-wedding planning on the day of the wedding most bridesmaids report they also help with decorating the venue mm-hmm. organizing photographs mm-hmm. seating guests and even preparing the honeymoon suite for the couple Come on. although the tasks seem obviously exhausting and difficult 74 percent of some impressively patient women surveyed said they overall they enjoyed the bridesmaid process after all how much you could you earn this summer from your duties mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. about it but i know for some people like this is their thing like like trying to find it they love it they get excited like they love when the season comes because all different that that is cool but it's a lot of costs associated with it. so a lot of times i opt out because i'm like no that shit is expensive mm, that's a lot man for one event and a dress that you can't wear anywhere else specifically if it's something very specific mm. that you can't take and alter and change and, and take to a ball or some shit like that so i spent hundreds of dollars in that dress that i can't basically wear nowhere else reese's just stuffed crunchy cookies in that peanut butter cup y'all yes <laughs> ah, that sounds delicious every once in a while reese's messing around with his world famous peanut butter cups and this time they added crunchy cookie cup to their lineup mm-hmm decor peanut butter and chocolate is staying the same but the addition of crunchy chocolate cookie bits give it a different element that fans of smooth chocolate are used to mm. reese's teased a new candy idea last weekend giving clues to under the hashtag cupspiracy hashtag as fans tried guessing what the reveal would be some even feared that they'd get rid of the cup altogether nothing to fear on that end as the cup remains just with a bit of a remix hmm. what can i buy this um they don't say i guess any store yeah i mean if they teased it for everybody right mm-hmm. something they teasing and they ain't in the market yet no it's probably out there start looking for it on shelves y'all okay see how y'all can desecrate that bad boy head the hell up mm-hmm um all right let's see how about um oh uh, speaking of electronic uh sex toys mm-hmm. there's a smart condom called an icon which will rate your sexual performance including speed of thrust and girth measurements what the hell is this there's electrocute your dick what the hell is this condom made out of i don't understand this well did the we vibe electrocute the vagina karen no but, but, I mean, it, but it's different though i mean not trying to be funny with a woman shit is it gotta already be waterproof that's completely different 
but i mean it's a condom so you put it over your dick i don't understand this mm. a british company claims to have created the world's first smart condom which rates blokes performances and helps detect stis mm. the icon smart condom is like a fitbit before your penis it provides all the statistics being need to access their sexual prowess data includes duration of intercourse calories burnt number and speed of thrust girth measurements and different positions used per week month or year so when you buy the condom are you uh telling them that they have the right to fo- to to uh follow your sexual action i mean they I'm, i might get one just for the ten thousand dollars later that's <laughs> right <laughs> might sign up now i you wasn't know, i wasn't know. planning on doing it but if it's uh if it's you some money in it when the when the russians hack my penis at least i get paid for it you're going to uh uh have a woman weaken at you because she she gonna she gonna see your uh condom uh your trojan condom uh iphone pop up on the wi-fi yeah it says i.con in the box and uh, on the bottom corner got a- apple app store um uh yeah it will also help detect sexually transmitted diseases such as chlamydia and syphilis but make sure you keep it in a safe place a dog walker was stunned after her pups found a rubber vagina sex toy during morning stroll just okay that must be another article if you're ah! if you're concerned about your secrets getting out the nottingham based company says that all info will be kept anonymous users will have the option to share their recent data with friends or indeed the world because you know fitbit people log on to these websites and stuff and then they um you they you know they compete with their friends and your group can see it so uh some people um, that turning bad real quick you might want to go to the icon uh and put uh, go to the board and put your penis on there see what's going on see what's doing see what what you measure up i'm fucking tonight y'all fucking tonight Mm -hmm. i mean there's one way to check on people oh nigga you ain't getting no pussy like let me check the app Nigga, you ain't getting no pussy last night, you lying ass nigga. <laughs> you always lying on your dick. Nah, I just ain't use a condom. Well, then I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it detects some shit, does does it make a noise? Does it tell you to pull your dick out? Does it be like, uh, I detect something? Like, how do you know it's detected something? <laughs> uh, I don't Maybe know. this way my mind functions. Like, is it a warning? Is it a beep? Is it tell you do not enter? Mm. I mean, because like, if if it detects it, does it tell you after you finished? Uh, I think you just put your penis into the woman, and if something's wrong, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh no, oh, you definitely got the dirty vagina. This is uh, <sighs> oh, this is embarrassing. This well, is so. This must be so embarrassing for you. Yeah, um, but this is uh, clearly the chlamydia alert, and you definitely have it. Uh, yeah. I won't be having no more sex with you, ma'am. I would say get yourself checked out, but I mean, it's already done. You clearly have been checked out, and you need to take care of yourself. Right. That's how I assume it happens. Me too, because I mean, that's something serious. I mean, mm-hmm. let me let me know. I only got a penis, but let me know before I get too busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, does it sniff it out like a dog and get too close and start beeping? Uh, it says, um. In a similar way to your health monitoring devices, it will use nanochip and Bluetooth technology to relay the data to your smartphone. Over 90,000 p- people have already pre-ordered the product, which will be released later this year at the cost of 60, uh, 60 euro, basically. Damn, how many condoms you get for that? Just one? British Condoms, which has been delivering condoms and other products since 1999, revealed it was developing a unique product in 2016. 
the lead engineer on the project said not only have we innovated the world's first smart condom ring oh it's the ring okay uh that'll pretty that'll measure pretty much every aspect of performance in the bedroom but now i'm pleased to confirm that it will also have built-in indicators to alert the users to any potential stis present the ring which comes with a one-year warranty is worn at the base of the condom it's adjustable for size and can be worn again and again so the actual ring goes at the base of your penis and then you put the condom on this so it's makes, really tracking the ring this makes more sense because i know how condoms work and i'm like hey doll i don't see you having a condom with like electrical shit going through it unless you want to electrocute your dick uh, it has a integrated micro usb port so it can be recharged with each charge lasting about six to eight ah! hours hey girl let me let me, let me charge this up yeah i mean My that phone. makes sense though i mean it makes sense you wear headphones on your ear to get charged from usb you don't worry about electrocuting your ears nope uh aaron slater spokesperson for british condoms added we knew we were on the cusp of creating something special with icon and bringing a new meaning to wearable tech but being advocates of safe sex we wanted something more and the addition of an sti indicator has certainly done that with over ninety six thousand pre-registrations for the product we know that this is a complete game changer you know what excuse me and i am for this um and and maybe it's just me i am for this particularly for the fact that it alerts you about stds i don't know if it changes colors or something like that but uh i mean it better be a hundred percent though so might be like a malfunction mm-hmm. um because then you're gonna have a lawsuit on your hands uh and then uh also i would like for them to make one for women you know how women have uh the uh you rings and stuff that they stick up within themselves mm-hmm. uh that has like a ring too and if they i would like for them to make a ring for that so that that could uh um uh, tell them how would that work mean. though because you're working with the ring and yeah it's, it's but i'm saying how do you i'm assuming the ring for the condom works because on the outside and you can see it so you could be like oh it's somebody got some stds because the condom turned red or it's beeping or whatever you know what i mean yeah it's a ring on that too so but it's but it's on your dick on the outside i'm saying the u-ring goes inside the woman right yes so how would she know if it detects something you know what i'm saying wouldn't the ring part because there's a ring part for involved in that too (laughs) okay this is a penis this is a this is a penis (laughs) this is a ring on the penis yes it's outside that so if if there's something if it detects the uh, sti I, I can I, look down and be like I oh because it, 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 it inserts up in her so i don't know i guess do a flashing light <laughs> <laughs> you you get the fucking around this thing you know she look like a damn truck stop blinking light you be like hey dog you got to get up here you got to get off me <laughs> yes police 911 <laughs> is that a smoke alarm no right. boy you smoking right you smoking get the fuck away from me mm. uh but yeah I, I don't know just anything i mean especially if it's accurate and it picks up stds yeah i, I could see them doing it for, for those and also i could see them use, using them for um when people have or, oral um condoms well not or they don't call them oral condoms but you know when people suck dick and stuff like that or go down they don't put they won't put their mouth on people's shit so they have like oral stuff i mean people do condom blowjobs yeah right so I mean, for something like that because my thing evil is people that with no souls for protect 
protection. People that just feel like wasting minutes of their life for no for no reason. I guess. Ah! I mean, you could just eat on a candy bar to keep the plastic on it. I guess. Ah! That's, that's what you're into. Because condoms ain't tasty. I don't know if nobody told anybody. They now some do. of them are, I guess. But well, yeah, you I'm get the flavor saying. kind, but you get the generic kind. Mm-mm. It's a waste of a condom and a right, and it be, and it better dog. be high quality, no cheap ass lifestyles and no shit like that. That shit won't work. You definitely will be getting ten thousand dollars. Waste of a condom and a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, I guess let's go to fucking with black people. Um, pull that music up. That's wrong. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe and we make sure that we find different articles that make us feel fucked with as black people we score them from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody mm-hmm. everybody is back again Mm-mm-mm. uh let's see who's fucking with us everybody mm-hmm. uh oh here's one uh speaking of get out um get out star daniel Kalu- kaluuya i hope i pronounced that right That's if not i'm actor. sorry yeah the main actor mm-hmm. he was also in uh black mirror that's where i saw him first uh he responds to samuel jackson's comments apparently samuel jackson made some controversial comments on uh, black british actors taking on american roles um oh so he's british yes he's okay. british okay. and he got this this uh this job which you know uh is about racism in america um and samuel jackson asserts hey um this is a american story a black american person should have gotten this role and british people are taking our jobs you know and it's kind of hurting the industry for black actors um but now he's really criticizing hollywood right because he's like look that's where the criticism should go they want to look outside of african americans to populate a lot of black roles on tv and in movies and he's like that's whack you got perfectly good black actors here i don't understand why you know you're constantly going outside of the united states to get people to play these roles and and like you said that is hollywood now part of the thing is this is an interview for the breakfast club so take everything with a grain of salt i mean and i heard uh this is peel right that made this movie yeah okay i heard him on combat jack and mm-hmm. he talked about this um and he said that he had talked you know talked to him talked to the dude about it and he was saying that they talked about it and one thing about it even though he was even though he's not from here there's some experiences just blackness that just crosses all languages and shit like that because racism is racism it might be in different ways shapes form or fashions and it might present itself in different manners but the end result is that you're being discriminated against but go ahead yeah he says i know the young brother who's in the movie and he's british there are lots of black there are a lot of black british actors that work in this country at the time i tend 
all the time i tend to wonder what would that movie have been with an american brother who really understands that in a way because daniel grew up in a country where they've been interracial dating for a hundred years britain there's only about eight real white people left in britain so what would a brother from america what would a brother from america made of that role i'm sure the director helped some things are universal but everything ain't when asked why this is jackson said they don't cost as much unless you're an unknown brother that they're finding somewhere he added they think they're better trained for some reason than we are because they're classically trained i don't know what the love affair is with all that it's all good everybody needs work but there are a lot of brothers here that need work too they come here because there are more opportunities and they actually get paid when they work here which is fine right uh john boyega who is british and the stars in the star wars of pacific rim franchises tweeted a seeming response to jackson's remarks black brits versus african-american a stupid fucking conflict we don't have time for he wrote jackson clarified his comments on the red carpet at the kong premiere in los angeles it was not a slam against them but it was just a comment about how hollywood works in an interesting way sort of way sometimes um well like i said that interview comes from the breakfast club you know take that shit with a grain of salt um you know that's what they're there for to get them inflammatory quotes and shit um but yeah uh kaluuya daniel kaluuya responded he says um here's the thing about that critique though he told uh gq magazine after praising jackson's work i'm dark-skinned bro when i'm around black people i made to feel other because i'm dark-skinned i've had to wrestle with that with people going you're too black then i come to america and they say you're not black enough i go to uganda i can't speak the language in india i'm black in the black community i'm dark-skinned in america i'm british bro uh let me say i'm not trying to culture vulture the thing he went on i I empathize that script spoke to me i've been to ugandan weddings and funerals and seen that cousin bring a white girl that's a thing in all communities i really respect african-american people i just want to tell black stories he added uh, noting how frustrating it is that he has to reveal his own trauma as a black man in order to play this role i resent that i have to prove that i'm black i don't know what that is i'm still processing it um so i I mean i don't know zero to a hundred 25 uh because i do think uh he could have samuel jackson could have said that this critique is towards Hollywood because that literally, like he explained it on the backside, but that's really what his critique was. His critique was not at the actors. His critique was not at the performers because I think he understands why they come over here because they do actually get paid over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think his thing is like the way Hollywood is set up. There are people here that are homegrown and raised that perfectly can do these jobs and a lot of times they don't even get a chance to actually try out for these roles a lot mm-hmm. of the times to even see if they are qualified for them. And to an extent, sometimes I think some people in Hollywood, predominantly a lot of white people think because they come from another country, they're exotic or whatever, however you want to present it. And this may or may not be true, but that's kind of how it makes a lot of people uh, feel based off of how Hollywood treats them. Uh, so yeah, I am fucking with the way it was phrased and shit like that. Yeah, I'm fucking with. I'll That's say this. Um, I understand Sam Jackson's point. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do, and I empathize, you know. But it's also like how I think Sam is old and black, 
and has gotten to a point where he's gonna say what the fuck he gonna say and if you ask him about it he's gonna be like i said what i said basically come on, come on. um i think he's looking at an industry issue right uh daniel kaluuya you know i hope he didn't take it too personally although it's hard not to because it's definitely the example in this hollywood problem is you right now but i mean we could look at idris elba we could look at uh uh what lenny uh, uh my man that played morgan um what care right even key and peel did a skit where they joked on this yeah yeah uh dale or yellow i mean they get people from lenny. overseas yeah uh yeah but i mean it's like lenny james or something right i was yeah, about I to call him lenny williams which is why i stopped myself <laughs> um you know i don't know it is yeah James. so that's why i stopped myself i was like uh morgan you just fuck it y'all know who i'm talking about i want to eject out of that tank for somebody reporting ah. me um but uh yeah so uh essentially though i i think when you're looking at these um when you're looking at at, at it through the lens of like a, a macro versus a micro level as a on a macro level like a big on a stepping away and looking at a big problem I can understand how black artists would be like, yeah, man, I work hard for some reason because you have an accent. It's just assumed you're a better actor actor than me. You'll get that look that I won't get. And that's also partially because of um, probably the way white people view Europe and view black people that aren't from America as somehow better than black people that are from America. Right. I don't know that white people ever would even admit or talk, have that conversation, but it's true. And any black person from America can tell you that. I'm not saying that to fight with black people, but, Mm-mm. and I'm sure that they, that black people from outside of the States will tell you to a certain extent, they are greeted better. Some of them do believe they're better even, but mm-hmm. I mean, people have dealt with that judgment as well. And I'm sure some comes back at them right. um, just from a history of hurt and pain and people not right. communicating properly and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But one, I mean, no matter how people get here, we are all black. So right. um, I think this is one of those inside conversations that's happening on the outside and in front of white people. So people feeling fucked with right now. But it's definitely a conversation. But the problem is I don't think the white people that are in control of these decisions are going to change. I don't think the industry is going to change. Mm-hmm. I don't expect, you know, even when a, if a black director has a choice um, and the lead happens to be somebody from another country i don't think i don't expect them to be like nope i'm not giving this part to this person i'm gonna give it to somebody from america uh and 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 if and if i really think this other person was better than them i'm just gonna sacrifice quality of movie to make a point i just don't expect that to happen um the other thing is looking around the film sure daniel kaluuya got the number one part little rail ain't from africa it's not like everybody in that fucking movies from you know from from europe and shit like it's a lot of motherfuckers from america in the film too so i just don't like i don't have the same level of problem um and this kind of reminds me of when sam complained about rappers being in all the movies and then he did a movie with 50 cent like i just think he old and black and don't give a fuck like he just like i said what i said you know and i meant to go back on that last story uh so for me i'm not fucked with really to be honest i mean i I, i'll say 25 because i feel bad for 
Daniel feeling mm-hmm. like he need to prove his blackness right. to have this conversation. Right, um, because when you say kind of those sweeping arguments, you're dismissing. It's almost like you're attacking his. He feels like you're attacking his blackness, and right. I can understand him feeling. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, and his acting skill. Right. To be like, oh, a brother from America would have brought something different to the role. Maybe they would have, but maybe he would it ultimately have been a better movie? Would it? You know, this the black director picked him um from that. You know right. what I mean? And I guarantee you, he looked at a lot of people for this role right so you know i i I think that's part of it and there's this discussion that i don't think is ever going to happen because it's going to always be toxic but between african americans and people that are immigrants from africa coming to america there's too much in the way and white supremacy clouds all that shit come on um so i don't know that there'll ever be a productive discussion with that Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's definitely noticeable that a lot of the leading black men in uh hollywood movies are are a lot not a lot of them but some of them are from not united states but i don't necessarily see it as a bad thing but it also ain't my industry you know so what can i say um but yeah going back to the the story before this i meant to say how would they measure that condom stuff wonder if it's gonna be men measuring because because like the things that make sex satisfying for a woman aren't necessarily the things that they're going to be calculating from that condom so while they might be looking at girth size how many strokes per second how much how long did you fuck and shit like that those all might be things that depending on women vary you know women might not want a thousand strokes a second and uh for 20 minutes and uh hard pounding thrust all the time like there's no uh right motherfuckers gonna be trying to like fuck for their for their stat sheet and women gonna be like i don't want a triple double on my right. on my on my vagina tonight right <laughs> and it's also one of those things too and as men grow and get older it's one of those things where if it's and you know you start dating and dealing with more mature women it ain't a fuck fest like i think it's like oh here's a pussy i'm just gonna fucking beat it to death with my dick and mm-hmm. you're like dog you are fucking another human being who might not want you to just pound the in the inside of them like yeah. like like you fucking trying to make a pizza pie here so Come it on, depends dog. on what what that list because you know people gonna try to be competing to get to the top of the list right if you gonna, can post it online it's gonna ruin a lot of relationships you're like well fuck you you're not you're not fucking the shit out of me i gotta go to work in the morning <laughs> all right uh next article uh nih finally makes good with henrietta lacks family and it's about time ethicists say uh over the past six decades huge medical events that sprung from the sales of henrietta lacks a poor african-american mother of five who died in 1951 of cervical cancer but lacks never agreed from that the cells from a biopsy before her death taken could be used for research for years her own family had no idea that her cells were still alive in petri dishes and scientists labs they eventually learned that they had a few they had fueled a line called hella cells which have generated billions of dollars but they didn't realize until this spring that her genome had been sequenced and made public for anyone to see on tuesday the national institute of health announced 
at long last uh, at long last making good on uh with lax family under a new agreement lax genome data will be accessible only to those who apply for and are granted permission and two representatives of the lax family will serve on the nih group responsible for reviewing biomedical researchers applications for controlled access to hella cells uh additionally any researcher who uses the data will be asked to include an acknowledgement to the lax family in their publications the new understanding between nih and the lax family does not include any financial compensation for the family the lax family hasn't and won't see a dime of the profits that came from the findings generated by hella cells but this is a moral and ethical victory for a family long excluded from any acknowledgement and involvement in genetic research their matriarch made possible it took more than 60 years but ethics have finally caught up to a particularly fast-moving area of science taking tissue samples for genetic research thanks to the efforts of a dog journalist some very thoughtful science leaders in europe and the u.s and an ordinary family willing to learn about a complex subject and then do the right thing to help you and me and our descendants and a long-standing wrong now has now been fixed um yeah that's wow um the lack story was made famous in 2010 after publication of rebecca skloot's uh award-winning book the immoral i mean the immortal life of henrietta Lacks, which stayed on the new york times bestseller list for two years the book chronicled how before Lacks died a research team at johns hopkins university in baltimore led by george otto gray took a sample of tissue from her cervix he found he was able to grow them in dishes outside of the human body this is a major research breakthrough having an immortal cell line gave researchers a crucial new tool against the against disease indeed the first benefits from the hella cells came in their use by jonas salk in developing the first vaccine for polio subsequently scientists went on to use cells in many experiments more than sixty thousand articles have appeared based on hella cell research including cancer and aids even in developing vaccines for dogs cats and other animals the downside of this story is that no one said anything to lax herself about taking the cells nor did anyone get permission from her family and as the years went by and some people began to make money from the cells no one ever revealed this to henrietta's descendants as is told in Scloot's wonderful book but that failure has now been fixed I'm sorry. All right, finish story. Uh, um, after a team of scientists from Europe at the European Molecular Biology Laboratory published the genetic makeup of Hella cells in March, Lack's grandchildren contacted the European lab and asked that they withdraw the paper. They were concerned that personal medical information about their family could be deduced by anyone who had the full genome map in their possession. The European group pulled the paper and apologized to the Lax family for putting their privacy at risk. Following that, Sklut and the Lax family worked with the NIH Director Francis S. Collins and the NIH Deputy Director for Science Outreach and Policy Kathy L. Hudson to set up three meetings in Baltimore along with scientists and ethicists from Johns Hopkins to talk about how to proceed with publishing information about the genetic makeup of Hella cells. Sklut, who listened in on the meetings by phone, said she knew that a historic, what a, that a historic moment was occurring. It was a big moment, a hopeful moment, sitting down with the family and bringing so many years of research without consent to an end, she said. Um, so, 
apparently they had a lot of questions they uh wanted to know if their privacy would be put at risk if the genome information was public would anyone try to patent information would anyone make money by publishing their subsequent research each question was resolved an arrangement was made with the family's consent not to put the entire genome in the papers or online to help protect their privacy instead access to the full genome would be limited to researchers no family member ever said they expected money but right in the middle of the meetings the u.s supreme court ruled that naturally occurring genes could not be patented making the issue of compensation much less important Hudson told me that she and Collins had an amazing experience getting to know several members of the Lax family and to work through these challenges with them. Uh, the contributions of Hella Cells to see to so many areas of biology and medicine should be a source of great pride to the family and the availability of the sequence will continue to add to that legacy if you think about all the acknowledgments we made in scientific papers to the folks who have helped advance our research it is certainly fitting to express gratitude to henrietta and her family for what they have long done for biology um yeah today consent is routinely sought today for taking tissue samples the issue of privacy and how to protect it must now be added to that consent um yeah so zero to 100 karen oh 100 fuck you pay me fuck you fuck you fuck you yeah that's 100 right you did it without my you did without my family members goddamn permission yes you're gonna compensate me and that whole like we owe y'all a debt i mean yeah it's just fucked up i don't care about your meetings i don't care about getting up with you i'm gonna fuck about being nobody's goddamn bored but Mm -hmm. yet when when it's time for the history books to be written we're constantly erased from that motherfucker fuck you i'm sorry 100 y'all have to apologize but yeah a uh, hundred i think that's trash you know? hey, i feel that bad for that family uh because nobody's gonna come up off of their dollars like right, nobody the billions of dollars that you've made you talking about all these cures and shit that you've made for my family members y'all even healing animals from a black woman's cell yes you're gonna compensate me yeah but um with that supreme court ruling that you basically can't patent a genome i i get that but you also have to ethically should have to ask permission right you know? like it doesn't seem that fucking right and and i think the thing that makes me mad about the situation is that it's always brown people that they do this bullshit too because i guarantee you this was a white family and they wanted their money they would have got paid regardless of whatever the fuck as uh people said they would have settled somewhere and compensated them in some way shape form or fashion you don't do this to people without their permission yeah but black people white people got rights care that's different you would have had to worry yeah, about we some gonna get together kumbaya and, and, and put some niggas on a boy get the fuck out my face uh let me go to the next section one second we'll be right back after these messages we'll be right back i just feel bad for our family doll years of struggling exciting things are happening at burger king welcome to burger king oh uh, what's in those new chicken snack wraps what's in the new i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut y'all mm-hmm. that was playing i hit play on that before you start talking <laughs> what's in the chicken wrap <laughs> sorry about that that's my jam um but yeah go ahead i'm sorry i didn't i wasn't trying to cut you off okay no no problem i'm just, I, I, I and i think for me the the thing about it is that you know 
they sound like they did this like, 60 years ago so you're talking about decades and generations and generations and generations of people that uh didn't have any access to this wealth that you're making off of their family members but yet you have uh people here in our country well-known families that have generations and generations of people that uh make billions of dollars off of moonshine now they may be dollars off of gambling and all kinds of illegal shit you know what i'm saying but yet you have somebody that actually took somebody's uh a dna without their permission and you don't want to compensate them mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing that really infuriates me because it's like well god damn you, you you don't have rights yep so rights are optional for us right getting paid and getting compensated is optional for us and it's one of the things where it really really frustrates me because people that united states has given money to who didn't even live in this goddamn country who you 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 gave them compensation but yet people who live here that you have enslaved you won't get them a goddamn dime yep use our genome to make money long history in this country of uh uh specifically black and black women being, being used in being medical tested. experiments uh whether they're, um eugenic eugenics whether it's uh tuskegee experiments or all kinds of shit um uh, just you know just just goes back and it's telling every generations of wealth off of her um medical yeah. industry founded off of her and uh nobody they think the I think what made me mad about the article is because it was like finally a great justice has been done it's like mm. uh no i feel like a great injustice has still been done and now you just kind of finally had the smallest moral step to, to, to require to be like my bad even <laughs> anyway <clears throat> uh library named after the Char- uh, charleston a uh, charleston church shooting victim has been vandalized with racist graffiti hmm, the library that was named after cynthia heard a victim of the 2015 mass shooting at emmanuel ame church in charleston south carolina has been vandalized with racist and homophobic graffiti but we're post-racial mm. yep vandal spray painted the message go to hell black woman fuck crackers fuck the police on the library uh while also painting messages that, that targeted no nope doesn't make any sense yeah somebody white so i know a white that. person did it right while also painting messages that targeted white people hispanics and the lgbt community at other sites in west ashley um investigators still trying to see if they can find these people zero to a hundred oh yeah a hundred one 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 zero zero yeah that's a hundred for me as well mm-hmm. that was simple memphis police department threatened to demote black cops if they keep complaining about racism Mhm. Yeah. Why y'all gotta be complaining about all this racism? Y'all making it worse, guys. Okay. You're being divisive. Why are you being divisive to the police force just because we are dividing your black ass away? We will demote you. You keep bringing this shit up. Okay. You got one more time. Right. The only reason why we let your black ass here is because the law said we had to, not because we wanted your niggas here. Y'all the real racist. Come down a notch and look like a petty little brat by tweeting and facebooking this just to open up dialogue so we can have an adult conversation ridiculous in america you should be ashamed the memphis tennessee the real victims the real victims 
the memphis Tennessee, tennessee police department is threatening to demote dozens of african-american police officers simply because they are standing up to racism in the department officials with the memphis police say that african-american cops will be forced to pay back money they earned after receiving promotions if they don't back down from their claims against the department the memphis police department has had a decades-long history of being criticized for their racism and discriminatory practices against african-americans in and off the force in recent decades african-american officers have claimed that they were deliberately passed up for promotions when they were had been on the job longer and had better records than some of the people they were passed over for we have found records of such allegations documented as far back as 1979 but by the early 2000s a lawsuit against the department seemed to put a dent in the unwritten racist policies of the southern southern department a number of african-american officers sued the department and won they claimed that police officials used racial discriminatory tests in order to determine who would be promoted the african-american officers challenged the test in 2006 which resulted in a district court ruling that the new test was in violation of title 7 of the civil rights act in 1964 making it illegal for any employee to discriminate against employees based on race that includes police departments what the fuck was on the test that was racial who name knows? four death metal bands who knows fuck who knows what they are come on man <laughs> name four country music stars <laughs> who has the best sensible sets of khakis <laughs> american <laughs> eagle gap limited or old navy go <laughs> oh fuck i'll never get this i'll never get this <laughs> what are birkenstocks ah shit ah is a mm. set up is it a type of hat nope i know who is lululemon shit mm. i don't know ah damn she stripped down at magic city right this is i'm just gonna guess um after that after that decision we started to finally see some american african-american cops get promoted but many still were not last fall however a federal appeals court overturned the lower court's decision officers are still able to continue the legal battle on appeal but the city has said that if they do they should be prepared for immediate demotions and suit for back pay yes they're trying to punish you that's what that is but trying to they are punishing you but more importantly how does that prove you're not racist right so we're gonna take the promotions from you guys that'll prove that we actually promote black people all the time and this will leave us with a department full of only white cops that are promoted. But yet you tell black people, why don't you force and, 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 and me help and don't be a part of the fucking problem. All the money they have earned in their positions above the rate of an average beat cop will be required for repayment to the department if they continue to, app, uh, to appeal uh, to the U.S. Supreme Court. But I'm sure that the other officers on the force will stand with them because it's a union and you know it's about the thin blue line and we have to support our brothers in arms nope it's, it's about the thin blue line until you turn against it nearly 30 of the 62 plaintiffs are facing these threats the city wants to give an ultimatum if you all continue on we're going to demote you back to patrolman lieutenant tyrone curry the treasurer of the afro-american police association memphis branch said in an interview with the huffington post you should not retaliate against people just because they're exercising their constitutional right to an appeal legal expert samuel beginstos a uh legal professor at pennsylvania state university was shocked by the threat saying it doesn't seem like the right result are you doing this proving the point you sound like uh john from underground (laughs) 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 but it's illegal 
I know. What, you what, can't what do, do this. Mean? It's against right, the law. Right, right. You you agree that this is wrong, right? Yep, but fuck the law. Bam. He's still a nigga, ain't he? Right. He, he don't get no goddamn rights. Bagginstall said the city is interpreting what the courts have said as giving them authority to do what they want to do. Stay tuned for the latest on the development story. Right, because laws don't apply to us. Yep. Zero to 100, Karen. Oh, 100. One goddamn hundred. Mm-hmm. Out of hundreds. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, black male ego sinks a black woman's magic in St. Louis election. Tashara Jones lo- loses the mayor's race by 888 votes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there was a sister who was like so pro Black Lives Matter and, um, straight up like for the cause. She decided to run for mayor of St. Louis and everybody was like, it ain't no way she can win. She need to drop out uh but she actually did run uh run and she came in second and she lost by 888 votes and you're like well that's i mean hey got closer than you ever thought the only problem is um tashara jones who's a 44 year old black incumbent city treasurer active with black lives matter since ferguson missouri uprising in a city that's majority black somehow she lost to cruisen who's a 64 year old white alderman uh a woman with the endorsement of the st louis police department um she lost by a mere 888 votes um less than a city block her loss shines a light on how sexism racism and incompetence by black political leadership continue to stymie black progress even in this age of quote-unquote resistance jones like marilyn mosby in baltimore and nina turner in cleveland is part of a vanguard of black female activists slash politicians who have arisen in the last several years to challenge the racial and gender status quo in major cities in america st louis despite being a majority black city has remained primarily in the hands of white minority because whites have crossed party lines to coalesce around whatever white candidate is running for mayor the city districts have been gerrymandered to diffuse black political power the opportunities for black political advancement are far and few between and this city this year's mayoral race was one of those chances when jones whose prominence as a st louis city treasurer skyrocketed because of her outspoken activism post ferguson uh jumped into the race conventional wisdom said that the top four black candidates would cancel one another out allowing cruston to win as jones gained in the polls especially after ethering the st louis post dispatch for systemic racism and once she got the powerful endorsement of former missouri secretary of state jason kander one of the other black candidates all of them men needed to go it was only it was the only chance for st louis's black residents to finally get progressive representation and it didn't happen i'm going to be honest the men decided to stay in the race because of their ego and where are we now we still had a status quo candidate and that's going to be in that office for the next four years jones said in an interview with the post dispatch after the election the other main black candidates alderman jeffrey boyd who received 2.7 percent of the vote alderman antonio french who received 15.8 percent of the vote who shot the national stardom as one of the main must follows on twitter during ferguson in 2014 and finally lewis reed president of the board of alderman 18.3 percent who had lost the mayor's race uh, mayoral race in 2014 by almost 10 percent needed to think of the collective good instead of their own political egos had just one of these men dropped out of the race st louis would have likely have uh, elected his first african-american woman as mayor yet they persisted 
i'm really disappointed that the ego and patriarchy and sexism won the day yesterday jones told the root when all of the black candidates met before filing clothes only the black women decided to work together and support each other when will we come together for the common good even if all the men in the race got together and decided to go with one male candidate we would have had a much different outcome to be fair there's plenty of game to go around blame to go around for this debacle in st louis much of it is self-imposed wounds similar to the poor turnout in the first post-ride ferguson elections there was only a six percent increase in the mayoral primary voters between 2013 and 2017 elections but it was still only a 28 percent of eligible voters in the city there are 196,150 registered voters in st louis but only 55,635 turned out it makes jones 888 loss margin uh margin all the more disturbing uh her loss is symptomatic of a larger problem in the black community when it comes to navigating race and gender and state municipal politics all too often while black male politicians want to maintain old lines of succession patriarchy and democratic party politics black women are all are locked out and white voters are are always willing to put a race ahead of gender and they stay winning that's why 96 percent of black women rallied behind hillary clinton while 14 percent of black men voted for donald trump that's why the mostly male members of the congressional black caucus could support white candidate chris van hollen over a black woman donna edwards for the senate for mayor uh, for maryland uh in one of the safest seats in the nation uh then say nothing when van hollen won and hired no black senior staffers despite once representative district that is 30 percent african-american politically black men are in the sunken place uh, yeah this is a, in the root so you know shade quentin james ceo of collective of uh, collective pack pack uh and uh organization dedicated to raising money for progressive black candidates raised money and sent out texts on behalf of jones for mayor james also wrote up an angry op-ed about the sexist dynamics of the st louis race and pointed out to the root that black progress can't happen until we get candidates who are focused on black policy and not just their own power come on an african-american political observer of st louis politics who spoke on condition of anonymity was even more candid we fucking endorse white people and get nothing out of it a random fucking white woman is mayor out of st louis because black people can't get their fucking act together they was mad in the short term st louis is the loser cruising will continue the city's slow long walk to political and economic irrelevance and the city's black mayor majority will get blocked out of what passes for economic development in the long term this race should be so a sobering lesson for the upcoming races in miami cleveland pittsburgh atlanta new york and dozens of other municipalities across america this year black political leaders need to become more organized and more sophisticated and recognize that low turnout and petty infighting are never recipe for black uh, empowerment um so yep yep male ego is a bitch because honestly them men could have dropped out they opted not to and it's amazing how when shit like this come women are just obligated to stand behind the the man quote unquote Mm -hmm. and support him but when it's their turn to support us it's never reciprocated and Mm -hmm. that's the problem because yeah they could have dropped out they literally could have dropped out but they was on some fuck you bitch yep. and you're back to, to square one and nothing's fucking changing you know you're going to be affected by your ass not dropping out right you any any one of y'all or all of y'all could have dropped out she could have won and then we could have collaborated and actually did some shit for the city mm-hmm. right but that don't matter though okay yeah it's one of the things where you go but what about the emails yep nope 100 yep that's 100 
it's a recipe for how you get a hundred in a real easy way mm-hmm. and it's so fucked up that women are always asked to sacrifice but black men are never actually sacrificed and when they're asked they always put their dick up in the air and say fuck you bitch yeah and it's funny because um the white people in that city essentially um they got together and decided to support that one white woman right like they got together they had because they had the same infighting and all that shit but they essentially got together and said um yeah this is this is stupid we will lose at this rate we got to come up with something better um and that was how they did it <laughs> and niggas got together and number one i'm not giving up my position yep that's how they did it they they got together and uh <sighs> that's that's just yeah this is hilarious whoever they talked to that was anonymous like i'm off the record okay this is how I really yeah that person it. wasn't playing around no they was like fuck them niggas yeah i was like i don't think we have to even uh address this mm. all right let's move into something lighter guys let's do some white Stay people news gotta start first with what you white people did to this country that's y'all man um trump voters will be among the biggest losers in republicans obamacare replacement plan yeah don't say by the way i I don't think i need to read the details of these Mm -mm, you guys get it no that's what people been saying since the very beginning that was like y'all motherfuckers voted for somebody don't give a fuck about you yeah i think you guys uh you guys get it right you don't need uh details on these uh katrina pearson was denied a white house job due to a constant drama and bitching about sean spicer says a report uh you might remember katrina pearson as the black lady uh who used to be defending trump all the time and then just somehow got phased out and when it was time for yeah (laughs) um when it was time to get paid and be in the white house and get a job yeah 
So mm-hmm. apparently, I don't, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Yep, she was mad that they picked Sean Spicer over her, and uh, they decided that she was she was bitching uh, too much. Uh, you guys might remember her from uh, she blaming President Obama for the 2004 death of a Muslim American soldier, despite the fact that Obama was just a state senator at the time. And she flat out denied that then President Trump, I mean, candidate Trump had really proposed a ban on all Muslims in the United States, despite proposing exactly that. And she claimed that presidential candidates released their tax returns was a novelty tradition, despite the fact that it's been done by every nominee since the 1970s. Right. So I guess that didn't work out for your sister. Mm-mm. Can't say I feel bad. Nope. Uh, GOP lawmaker who lectured Obamacare recipients on iPhones user uh uses donors uses donors cash to pay campaign phone bills yeah so essentially he said people could get better health care they should be able to afford it because i mean they got them expensive ass iphones but you can't afford no health care you know the, essentially the dumbass argument that a lot of well actually a lot of black people make about poor people having jordans y'all stand in line for jordans who gives a fuck who gives a fuck right you know not to mention the cost of healthcare is way more expensive than a fucking iphone come on i don't care if that iphone is a few thousand dollars you fuck around and have one incident you've got a hundred thousand two hundred five hundred close to a million dollar bill depending on how long you stay yeah and keep in mind he uses uh taxpayer funds funds to pay his his phone bill come on and mm-hmm. my and my thing somebody bought a good point they somebody was saying that they should start asking them when they come out and say dumb shit out. We ask them, are you willing to get up your health plan to get on Trump care? Right. Because if not, why do you think other people want it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice Department asked for more time after Trump fails to provide wiretap evidence. Why are you even asking him? Said uh, President Obama tapped his his phone. Wiretapped him. Mm-hmm. Only thing President Obama is tapping is Michelle's ass while they out there having a good time. That lucky son of a bitch. You uh, using air quotes. White House walks back their wiretap talk, and now claims that uh, Sean Spicer says he doesn't really think that President Obama went up and tapped his phone personally. In fact, he said that Mr. Trump charged in a Twitter post last weekend that Mr. Obama had wires tapped in uh, Trump Tower. He was referring generally to surveillance activities during the 2016 race, not the actual telephone wiretap. President was very clear in his tweet that it was, you know, wiretapping he did, putting up his fingers as quotes. (laughs) That spans a whole host of surveillance types of options you know the thing is got people to talk about that shit for six days and not russia so come on i feel like they still won the fact that y'all yep. even still mission. asking about that bullshit mission is accomplished the fact that they're not, they're not just talking about russia like yeah we know that that, that shit was ridiculous that you said about the wiretapping but let's get to russia though what what the fuck is up with that why do y'all motherfuckers still have jobs and y'all be meeting with russia remember learning about checks and balances <laughs> wasn't that cute remember learning about those in school Waste my, why I waste my time in social studies then i could have been learning something else the three different branches of the government remember that guys executive legislative judicial remember they were supposed to check each other and Congress, keep everything Senate, presidential yeah remember all that shit no no they don't, they don't, they don't apparently they don't mean jack shit an indian american woman who confronted sean spicer in the apple store says uh he threatened my citizenship mm-hmm yep 
you gonna confront me i might need to ship you out uh jared kushner's family is set to make 400 million dollars in unusually favorable investment by a chinese company Hmm. they're also having their debt that they have to china cut of i think four-fifths of the debt will be cut for them i wonder why they would do that total coin nothing to see here so that's less yen you got to pay apparently if you want to keep the president at bay there are two consultants that have an inside track that's right for a fee Corey lewandowski and barry bennett uh who are both uh former uh trump's uh one's a senior advisor and one was a campaign manager uh they will protect you from tweet risk what happens to the stock price and the reputation of your country when the president tells his 26 million followers that you're killing factory jobs or refusing to sell ivanka trump's handbags um so basically they're promising to tell companies the right things to say so that trump doesn't retaliate against them on social media uh affecting their 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 bottom line and they're charging you for that by the way republicans are about to let telecoms sell your internet browsing history for your protection yep so all that weird freaky shit you've been searching on your porn they are about to sell that right make it public and put it on somebody's list somewhere and so somebody can come and charge you a fee because they go i know you're searching porn sites mm-hmm. so it's uh two republicans that have filed a bill uh that basically would do this it would strip away privacy protections and leave consumers with little leverage against telecommunication robert Barron says ed markey who's a democrat uh, so there you guys go and lastly fear of diversity made people more likely to vote for trump no this shit. came out on the nation.com do today we, we have to do a study for this which uh every single black person and person of color and woman hope most women not all LGBTQ, white women like, all of us know. are like yeah that's how what that's what we had said now if you wasn't white they didn't they was like no welcome to uh welcome to when we no, were, but, uh, if you weren't white straight and christian welcome to what we were talking about in uh 2015 2016 but what about her emails uh, <laughs> welcome to what we already said years ago and nobody gave a fuck and then you want to have a march because oh now you get it bitch get out of my face <laughs> all right let's get to some white people news now calm this down uh ben affleck announces his completion of alcohol addiction therapy ah shit what does this mean uh well in conjunction with his other white people news where he is actually him and jennifer jennifer gardner his wife his ex-wife well wife mm-hmm. she's halting the divorce right now they may be trying to work things out oh shit now maybe the alcohol had caused him to to do that i don't know he said mm, i mean he was on be so grumpy it makes sense though because he was on that bill simmons podcast or television show on hbo and you can only be drunk to do something stupid as that and he was <laughs> on, he was on there and he was he was like shit-faced and talking about and cussing and talking about the patriots and stuff so maybe he had a problem all that time 
uh either that or he was gonna blame the cheating on drinking you when, know when is boy tom brady with him what do you mean yeah yeah okay tom, tom was on the plane. i got the wrong white man nah tom was on the plane too but yeah on that any given wednesday uh ben affleck was talking about uh deflate gate and he was just lit like you know it's, it became like a running joke it was like oh he, he was so drunk that night and um uh maybe that was one of those things where yeah he was drunk because maybe he's always drunk or maybe he got some type of problem and we think it's cute and funny oh he got drunk on the air but maybe he really wasn't trying to get like you know there's some people that can't you know be drinking because they'll get fucked up every time and make bad decisions and shit right um see if i can play the video for you guys wait it says it's playing but it ain't moving oh is this one of those ones that got removed damn you youtube youtube sons of bitches all right let me see if i can find a clip though but yeah he was drunk as fuck and um he was uh um talking talking (laughs) talking his boston slurring accent about tom brady and deflate gate and like i said uh, people thought it was cute but maybe it was a sign of something uh more serious that we all just kind of took for granted see this one will play what oh shit (laughs) this nigga promoting something what is going (laughs) on oh maybe they're all taken down for copyright shit okay maybe i had to go to the original the one loaded up by hbo but it's a longer clip i was trying to just get to the part where he was drunk and uh maybe this one will play hbo ain't taking this down hbo here here, like give us run our coin all right which leads me to deflate gate deflate is this the ultimate boston sports story that ever could have happened us against them Deflaking is the ultimate bullshit fucking outrage <laughs> of sports ever. It's so fucking stupid that I can't believe you realize they gave him a suspension. Yeah, he he clearly is not all Ooh. there, right he there. Died, honey. I've been around doing right people, and he started off the bat. And there's like a bucket of beers in the background for a quarter of the regular season, which would be equivalent of suspending a baseball right. player for 40 fucking days, 40 yeah. and a quarter days, yeah. to be exact, which is what they do for when you get busted taking steroids. Right. Which, and by the way, if the NFL had a real testing, if really knew how to test for steroids and HGH in the They'd NFL, be there'd be no fucking NFL. Right. So instead, what they what they did was suspend Tom Brady for four days for not giving them his fucking cell phone. That's and for having a friend who called himself the deflator. If I got in trouble for all the things that my friends called themselves, yeah. I would be finished. Okay, you want to give a guy because he doesn't give you his. Yeah, he's drunk as fuck, dog. Um, all right, uh, well, he lit as hell. He said, I completed treatment for alcohol addiction, something I've dealt with in the past and will continue to confront. I want to live life to the fullest and be the best father I can be. I want my kids to know there's no shame in getting help when you need it and to be a source of strength for anyone out there who needs help but is afraid to take the first step. I'm lucky to have the love of my family and friends, including my co-parent Jen, who has supported me and cared for our kids, and I've done the work I've set out to do. Mm, I wonder if this is in conjunction why he stopped directing the Batman movie. Mm, that's probably just because dc is drunk 
yeah. making drunk decisions. Yeah, yeah they is. You know, he's probably like, I don't want to be. Mm-mm. I might be drunk, right. but I ain't that drunk. drunk. I'm trying to tell you, put like this: if, if this sink, if this ship gonna sink, I'm not gonna be at the helm or the captain. Shoppers have been left stunned by Urban Outfitters' bizarre crop top that doesn't even cover your bra. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't understand. High street stores are constantly looking for new ways to reinvent trends for the ah! next season, but shoppers are convinced that Urban Outfitters has taken it a step too far for summer 2017. The high street store appears to have taken the crop top to a whole new level, literally, by creating one so short that it doesn't even cover the model's bra. The 13... Um, so, it's not made like that? Uh- um so are they still gonna charge you 45.95 for it 13 for, for half of a shirt 13 euro out from under extreme crop tank top shrug has been slated on social media with people questioning how you'd even go about wearing it right the product which is on the website now states no longer available originally read the ultra sexy way to layer with this teeny crop tank top by out from under and you will be out from under mm-hmm. the crop above the chest for the coolest layered look featuring a crop top a crop neck and thin shoulder straps right so basically i'm showing my bra that's what i'm showing right not only is the white tank top incredibly short but also a see-through and people are struggling to see how it can be layered right <laughs> Atlanta Ocon took the twitter to post pictures of the crop top and her tweet has been liked over 500 times with people replying on her demanding to know what the top is and what it is why it's being sold right who the fuck gonna buy this yep $16 I'm, paying, I'm not paying $16 for a quarter of a top I feel bad for models. I mean, you get this job, you're looking forward to, oh, cool, I get to work with Urban Outfitters, and then they got you doing this stupid shit. Right, and what's even so fucked up? You going, what woman in her fucking right mind would wear this? So basically, I got to have my best bra on? Mm-hmm. And you, I'm just going to put you on my bra? I mean, you know what? Women spend a lot of money on bras. Maybe they want to show off their expensive bras, and this is a way to make that excuse. That's true now. That's true, but that's not the way you're selling it yeah and i'm not i'm not against women showing the titties you know i've right. never been against that at all but i'm just saying if you got a woman <laughs> that did like like the material like the shirt they might want to cover up their whole titties mm-hmm. you know have two versions of it maybe i don't know give give women an option people are suddenly eating oranges in the shower for a liberating experience what does oranges in the shower do uh apparently eating oranges in the showers become a new therapeutic trend that people swear by the idea behind it is tapping into your primal instincts tearing into an orange without worry of a mess and being immediately cleansed while you are go as crazy as you want with that orange the origins can be linked back to a 2016 to 2016 when a reddit user photon bandit said he was an italian youth camp at an italian youth camp and his counselor asked him would you like to know the most liberating carnal and best feel good thing you can ever experience is while that sound while that sounds like it could lead to something extremely inappropriate it was only mildly inappropriate as the council suggesting the orange shower of course because the internet picks up on things randomly the subreddit was created for the shower experience as users share photos of themselves describing the experience uh um, all right 
So, um, I'll be washing my ass and eating the orange. I guess, can Go in the shower and eat the orange. Um, I, I just want to know what they shower drain look like. I mean, with them orange peels, it's not gonna get stuck in there or clog up your shower drain with no, orange peels. I know, right? You ain't gonna step on them while you're showering. And uh, of course, they got everybody taking pictures of them about to step in the shower with an orange. Notice something about these hands? They ain't brown. They ain't brown. Mm-mm. Wonder how they got in this yeah, cause this ni- section? Because niggas is like, you ain't clogging up my my drain with that goddamn orange. I don't get how fresh it smells. I couldn't stop myself. I tried one and kept going until I hit six and realized what I'd done. Truly life changing. White feats. Hmm, interesting. As a first timer, I found this experiment very fruitful to my pleasure endeavors. Mm, white feats. Mm. There's a white dude singing in the show. Okay, cool. All right. Huh. Interesting story. And you wonder how they get in here. Mm. Um, it must be good to be so goddamn carefree that you can sing in a shower. I pillow the motherfucking orange. I want that life. Well, that's the most joy. You can do that. I actually, you can do that. That's not that unattainable. I will buy you an orange today. You said that's the life you want. I, I'm calling your bluff. I think I, you don't want that life. I don't want that life. Right. I mean, I up. mean, if we sing it in M and M's or Kit Kat or some shit like that, I'm down for it. No goddamn orange. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to be healthy. Your home to Bel Air, Will Smith morphs into Uncle Phil, sending the internet into a tailspin and prompts calls for a Fresh Prince reboot. Uh, it's been over 20 years since the actor rapped. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. In the final episode of his beloved show, and while the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reruns still air around the world, yeah. fans have called on this titular, uh, star Will Smith to bring the show back and star not as Fresh Prince, but as Uncle Phil. Uh, calls came after a screen grab of a video of the 48 year old bungee jumping serviced online in which he looks like the late actor james avery who played his on-screen uncle uh at underscore caleb says when did will smith become uncle phil uh you can see the picture there he kind of do look like him from that angle now it looked like he upside down and took the picture of, like looking up from his belly and stuff mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first, uh, BuzzFeed was the first to report on the image which was blowing fans' minds across social media. The video was captured by the star on a GoPro as he leapt off a bridge in Victoria Falls in southern Africa last week. For one split second, the actor morphed into Uncle Phil and that was enough for calls to do a reboot of the hit show which aired in first six seasons from 1990 to 96. Oh, aired four six seasons from 1990 to 1996. Um, so, there you go. He was looking like, it was looking like Uncle Phil for a second, and it was funny. And white people love Fresh Prince. Yeah, they do. Parents just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan kissed uh his uh um I don't his partner of eight years. Uh, it's funny how white people get like it ain't baby mama, it ain't girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's my intimate life partner uh his intimate life partner of eight years my soulmate hillary burton not his jump off not his side chick not his thought not his mistress yeah they don't use that language not his um girlfriend not his, not his lover not his groupie Mm-mm, nope, none his of partner 
right uh the walking dead actor and his sweetheart were swept up by their picturesque surroundings on monday in barcelona and shared a passionate kiss during a family vacation with their seven-year-old son oh yeah yeah they would have definitely called her a baby mom if they was whack uh augustus reveling on the beach the lovebirds managed to spare their blushes when they locked lips on his mm-hmm. sight they have been talking about why they ain't married yeah it'd have been a whole ordeal it was quite the hollywood style smooch the former one tree hill actor wrapped her arms around his neck gazing into his eyes and then kissed up her kicked up her heel as they embraced just like many of the beachgoers the family opted not to take a dip in the chilly weather and dressed appropriately for the windy day oh leather jackets wonder if that's from walking dead mm-hmm. uh you probably must got a contract that said you must always leave your house in this jacket and they took a selfie on the beach oh the baby precious mm-hmm. good for you guys it's kind of alabaster love i love to see in this section mm-hmm. see seemed like we weren't even talking about henrietta lax uh an hour ago don't mm-hmm. it people exclusive sex tape featuring oc actress misha bart misha barton is offered to the highest bidder among hollywood porn companies with the price for the x-rated video starting at five hundred thousand dollars i don't even know who this white woman is she's an actress featured from the oc i've never seen that show oh me neither a sex tape featuring troubled actress misha barton is being shopped around hollywood the x-rated video which shows barton having sex with a dark-haired man is being offered to the highest bidder with starting price of five hundred thousand dollars the footage is the footage is being touted on to online porn companies with a number of porn industry giants considering the offer kevin black hollywood sex tape broker was approached by a third party with the video he told dailymail.com the tape is being shopped around porn valley and they're asking for five hundred thousand dollars i feel like the fact that we know this means they're not considering buying it yet i know that at least three large online porn sites youpornporn.com and redtube.com have reviewed it and they're all seriously considering the offer i've seen steals from the video it's clearly misha in my opinion she's been performing a sex she's seen performing a sex act on a guy can be seen having sex in various positions or at least she got various positions in there it's not sometimes you get this you've been like why am i watching this i could have just went to amateur porn it's not clear who the man in the video is and barton has not stepped out with anyone publicly in recent months his elite video was shot at a private residence in hollywood within the past year barton is seen wearing a gray hoodie and nothing else having sex on a double bed with a man wearing just a black shirt y'all ain't even get all the way buck booty naked also come on y'all the explicit footage appears to have been shot in a bedroom the bed has leather padded headboard and mirrored panels while coffee cups and an empty bottle of gatorade litter on the bedside table added to the less than glamorous surroundings there's also a flyer on the table for current la los angeles first citywide public art benio benio i don't know what that is some white mm-hmm. shit uh sources close to the star fear for her emotional well-being should the video leak online uh one source told the dailymail.com that the last thing this is the last thing misha needs her name being dragged through the mud enough times she doesn't need a sex scandal right now barton 31 has had a series of private meltdowns this year that includes screaming in her backyard while hanging over a fence and damaging her apartment building with a u-haul moving truck Uh the star has appeared uh to have sprung back to life though in a stunning photo shoot earlier this month the oc vet looked in great form when she was snapped wearing a skimpy string bikini while posing for the bottled water company on the shores of huntington beach uh but yet again is in a private life that continues to trouble the new york native 
the beautiful life star who came to fame in 1999 the sixth sense crashed a rented u-haul truck into an apartment building in mid-february the notting hill actress was moved out of a building where she had been living in the same neighborhood barton moved all of her belongings into a u-haul truck and drove another building located drove to another building located right below the sunset strip hitting an overhanging beam as she did according to the tmz her old neighbors complained that barton was disrupted to the point where cops were called every few months yeah um here's the thing i would not be shocked matter of fact i'll put it this way i will be shocked if this is a sex tape that was done without her consent and being sold without her consent i think think our society is puritanical and p and these women want to feel better than sex workers so they never want to admit that they're sex workers but they'll say uh my the tape was stolen and it was but with all the money and lawsuits and shit that would happen if you leak somebody's fucking sex tape without their permission um especially some rich person's sex tape without their permission uh none of these companies would ever do that and i think it's just like how we saw the behind the scenes with love and hip-hop where mimi sold that tape but then they pretended that they didn't sell the tape or they pretend it's already out we had to do what we had to do no you made a sex tape you sold it to a company on purpose you want to capitalize on the pandemonium and the fame and you want to be like all these other people that and it's always these like marginally talented people that do this shit like what are you really famous for uh being a reality show star okay or you know being a middling actor or actress okay you know the people that have sex tapes that actually don't want them out you always end up seeing them either suing people or them tapes end up going away or they or they end up um not being sold these tapes that end up on like vivid and you porn and red tube and shit where they sell them come on man we all know what that is but i just think because society comes down on women specifically for sex and shit yeah you a lot of these have, women have to put up this facade had to I'm, pretend i'm just so in a rage now well i signed again right i would never anyway uh bidding stars at five hundred thousand. i know so um make sure it's direct deposit right yeah <laughs> don't fuck with my money this time right uh all right we'll do one more okay uh cnn has a host who is in some hot water okay yes uh traveling the world and learning about other cultures can be a fruitful experience but sometimes that experience can lead to some sketchy practices like cannibalism what how do we get here like cannibalism karen that lism (laughs) 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 shout out to fire starter um uh but yeah cnn debuted an original series called believer as host reza aslan traveled the world to learn about different religions and cultures which led him to india to experience the extreme hindu sect known as agori the highlight of the agori segment was aslan joining them for a meal of human brains while also drinking out of a skull uh in the video above you can see him get bullied into eating brains at the one minute and 15 second mark all right cool let's watch him eat some brains y'all Mm-mm. you don't want to watch reza eat some brains Mm-mm. come on karen it's just it's just for tv for entertainment Mm-mm-mm. you seen indiana jones let me get to the to the right time now let's be doing walking dead i know that's fake 
distracts him and then I just leave. Let's see where it goes. I can be polite. I can be very polite about it. The only person I yeah, see about uh, Eat Brains is that dude on the cooking show. Remember the cooking show, Bizarre Foods? I think, yeah, that's Andrew the Zimmerman? That's the only man I watch Eat Brains. Human Brains? Nah, like, he don't eat human brains. He eat uh, animal brains. Oh, man. What? Nigga, you ate just a little bit of brains. He ate like a, it wasn't even a spoonful of brains. Got a little old bit of brains. Come on, bruh. Oh man, that's weak, bruh. You really got people mad over that. Mm-mm-mm. I know people that do survival is mad. That's all you had to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's been ripped nonstop since Saturday's premiere, being bombarded on social media with lengthy comments. Um, people talk about, um, how fucked up and insensitive that was. Says you've insulted and misrepresented a pure, gentle, insightful religion like <laughs> Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Um, you are an utterly racist piece of garbage that you did that what what you did was one of the most hateful acts against indians ever shame on you and that's from a account called at hindu americans damn is that like official i don't know but it was like what you ain't gonna do jesus they got twenty one thousand followers they ain't got no blue check though ain't that the way uh <laughs> um yeah he hasn't backed down defending not only the episode but his entire career as a scholar of religions he said he understands the sensitivities that come with religions but the show was not intended to represent all of hinduism in fact one of the very first things he said on the show was there's a sect of hinduism called agori challenging the very fabric of indian society uh all right good luck Mm -hmm. somebody said they heard that we taste like pork you sure it ain't chicken everything tastes like chicken there you guys go alright we need to get ready to wrap it up so we gotta start with some guest erase okay guys um that means I have to find my guest erase music mm-hmm. which is a whole ordeal when my computer's ah! moving slow cause you know how my computer likes to do do its own thing now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time that's right it's time for guest race the game show going across all the podcasts and we read to play news articles from all over the globe and i ask the audience and karen to guess the race of the people involved and of course the chat room and karen they racist uh all right uh guess the race is brought to you of course by bevel bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com slash tbgwt 
today all right guys um you want to get clear smoother skin you want to smell good the box comes for people that are worried i've never shaved with a razor before it comes with a safety razor so you won't be cutting your whole neck up it cuts above the skin which is a secret to keep you from getting these blemishes and razor bumps and discoloration and irritation uh it comes with a safety razor shaving brush blades priming oil shaving cream and a cool restoring balm and it's time for you to finally step up your shave game okay they got the best customer service you can email or call them you can order items a la carte have it mailed to your house everything always gets here so fast and the mailing the mail is so cheap it's so cheap to get it's it's really a steal um and you guys should already be getting it but if you haven't get it through us get bevel.com slash tbgwt that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com slash tbgwt also we're brought to you by loot crate loot crate for you nerdy sons of guns uh loot crate is trying to hook you up this month and of course loot crate is a monthly mystery crate that is filled to the brim with items of just pop culture franchises and all kinds of stuff and this month's theme which you can get for less than twenty dollars a month mm-hmm Mm-hmm. and if you go to get if you go to uh lootcrate.com slash tbgwt and you put in code tbgwt you get it for three dollars less than that twenty dollars a month that you're getting already you're getting even more money um this month's theme is primal that roar in the distance is a call will you answer it the month this month we're going primal and unleashing the beast on some of pop culture's most ferocious franchises the savagery suite uh savagely sweet collection has items from overwatch wolverine jurassic world and predator and it also includes that monthly free t-shirt and a pen um you have until the 19th of this month at 9 p.m pacific time to sign up or you miss out on this month's great crate and you're gonna want to get it man okay you've seen wolverine don't you want to have that power rangers is coming up i'm ready for power rangers i don't care how bad it is don't you want some cool stuff get you some cool stuff and they got all kinds of boxes you don't have to just find, sign up for the regular box they got a crate for gamers they got a crate for uh the loot crate dx where you get like wearables and collectibles look around shop around but use code tbgwt so that we get uh that support man thank you a florida neighborhood is on high alert after a venomous pet cobra escapes from a home oh a two foot long venomous cobra has been missing in florida neighborhood since monday night the sufan tan and yellow monocle cobra was reported missing by its owner brian purdy who has a venomous reptile permit around 11 15 p.m monday the snake escaped from the house 70 miles northwest of orlando purdy was training another man to handle the venomous creature when it escaped officer steve mcdaniel the trainee didn't see the snake in his case and was just concerned about it and wanted to make sure it was okay as he opened the case to check on it uh purdy pictured owns the two foot long tan and yellow monocle cobra uh he does have a license to do so the trainee tried to get the cobra to move around and lift his cage cover at which point the snake jumped at him and then slithered off purdy searched the snake (laughs) snake was was harriet tubman right that snake was like new freedom uh purdy uh searched for the snake in his own in his eye you don't know what you're doing yeah it slid off and it was like what's up man right what's up man yes what's up man uh purdy searched for the snake in his home unable to find it he called authorities uh 
uh neighborhood residents were notified about the cobra last night uh they have everybody panicking it's gonna afraid it's gonna come up they fucking toilet or some shit yeah when it slid off it was like cobra <laughs> got caught gee i just to catch it i know uh the florida fish and wildlife conservative uh conservation commission said the reptile might have been eaten by a lizard in the home and lizards eat snakes they said the lizard was taken for an x-ray this morning that yielded inconclusive results <laughs> how big is this goddamn lizard everyone assumes why no 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 okay um all uh, these wild animals everybody white someone created a, a twitter account for the cobra okala ah! cobra uh it says everyone assumes my favorite gi joe is cobra commander but it's really snake eyes hashtag snakes with swords <laughs> still figuring out this whole twit thing and how to type with my tail but if you have any questions other than my location let me know just ah! a reminder if you see me don't approach call this number immediately and give me a head start <laughs> that person may be black a fake twitter account for the ocala cobra has been set up to cheekily help the investigation why you gotta call it fake hey you know it's not that 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 snake didn't get a phone and uh start typing you don't know how this snake's life the incident follows the september 2015 episode of which an eight foot king cobra named elvis escaped from a home a home a home near an elementary school in orlando the snake was found behind a woman's dryer october 2015 Woo. yeah imagine you finding that bullshit elvis had left the building Woo. eight feet out of fucking pan i'm like bitch you can have this house mm-hmm. <laughs> well lucky uh lucky for that woman she was able to find him hmm. it's probably uh probably a pet that found him because ain't nothing but a hound out think he was wearing some blue snake shoes you know he was all right um what do you find a snake named elvis where graceland (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one that's a real good one (laughs) oh Oh, that's a good one anyway guess the race of the person that owned this snake and let it escape Oh, white. All these animals. Everybody white. Can't say white. Let's check the chat room, see what you guys will leave. Um, uh, let's see. Purdy, I'm going to go out on limb and say East Indian. Crocodile Hunter White. Uh, Purdy is Purdy White with his white ass. Not scared of snakes, but prepared to stand his ground against his black neighbors. Aww. My anaconda don't want none. Hashtag white. cobra snake in his home lizards bro this dude is white as fuck uh white snake moan (laughs) oh you think think his favorite rock and roll group was white snake y'all the correct answer is white I'd have been shocked if you said somebody brown had all these animals. Mm. Yeah. And plus he was trying to train another person to, to right. mess with the snake. Like you're not gonna catch two brown people in the same in a situation like that. Mm-mm. That snake went and got freedom. 
motherfucker was playing with that snake yeah that snake seen his weakness and was like i'm out mm-hmm <laughs> i was playing with that snake and like freedom freedom i can't lose life um did it did the picture show up yes oh, okay all right cool. with that cap oh my mm-hmm yeah and of course the snake was brown that's the snake right there Mhm. Well, you roll up on yeah. that thing. Yeah, my thing is he definitely why he more concerned about the snake. Mhm. I'm concerned about the snake. Yeah, if it run up on a the motherfucker, they gonna kill it. Snakes ain't free, man. Oh, they know they not. Probably cost a lot of money to get that. Plus, he got a permit. All right. Do you lose your permit after you lose a deadly snake? I feel like you should. Come on, revoke, suspension, something, shit. Yeah. Hmm all right let's do another one um a mystery is afoot as a grandmother 68 years old is found dead in the trunk of her car handcuffed with water and cookies nearby oh what was she laying them out for three bells what's happening here police are offering $2,500 reward in the bid to solve a baffling case of a grandmother who was found dead in her trunk handcuffed alongside a bottle of water and a bag of cookies used uh and used duct tape Marilee Bonnie Cooley, 68, of Johnson City, Oregon, was killed by authorities. Uh, I mean, was killed, but authorities have not yet said how. The family believes she went missing December 27th. Damn. Woo! A body was found in the trunk of a black Kia Optima January 5th, parked in an apartment complex, um, in Milwaukee. The doors were unlocked and the keys were still in the ignition. The neighbor said the car had been parked there for nearly a week, about as long as Cooley had been missing it uh she was found january 5th nine days after a friend reported her missing december 28th the friend had gone to her home and found her key missing one of her slippers in the driveway and the door unlocked her car keys were gone the living room the living room chair was overturned and her purse was dumped onto the couch the friend was alarmed to see her walker was still in the home cooley used a walker or wheelchair to get around and could not have walked more than a few steps without one although furniture in the house appeared disturbed uh the friend said the house was not ransacked cooley's son brian ehlers told investigators that he had last seen her december 26 when he visited her at the home Mm, i think it's somebody who knew her we're trying to figure out why anybody want to do anything to her take advantage of her anyway and why she would end up missing i don't know family said on facebook that cooley posted a funny t-shirt picture on facebook at 345 ish in the afternoon after that the next 24 hours are a mystery on january 3rd two days later uh two days before her discovery the family wrote still no leads we are getting extremely frustrated the fact that no one saw her at all on tuesday is just odd to us we know she was home that day she lived in a neighborhood that everyone looks out their window if you drive down the street at night there's a street light directly across the street is lit up as bright as day there's no way someone could have arrived at or or left her house without someone seeing something we feel someone knows something is not coming forward police have no suspects right now wow um and uh yeah the 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 police also said the locals weren't in danger any more so than before cooley's murder how can you know that cooley is survived by a son and daughter-in-law a stepdaughter and six grandchildren uh guess the race oh she white all right karen's going with white let's check the chat room and see what you guys leave um white mrs claus was tricking saint nick was like ho 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 gotcha 
bitch sorry i'll see myself out i'm terrible all right uh that is not a race by the way i think the son did it white gone grandma white there they were tired of her trifling ass wanting cookies all the time white oh <laughs> man oh so safe a neighborhood yet nobody saw the people throw grandma in the trunk white santa didn't want them bland cookies white white you don't you don't short the girl scouts gonna get the money somehow white god y'all evil girls got all like don't fuck with my turf y'all evil anyway she white And what the fuck could the motive be for that? I don't know. And leaving in there with cook with water and um water and cookie, it just seemed somebody that that just makes no fucking sense. And it it really sounds like it's somebody that she knew. Something. But then they dumped her shit and went through her Yeah, maybe it's somebody she knew. I mean I because know. like you like you say She was in handcuffs. I mean, it, it might be a random stranger, but I don't think so. Yeah. You know, you walk up, basically, it sounds like somebody knocked on the door. She, but it was, so it may be a stranger. Somebody knocked on the door, she opened it up, and then they just ramsacked. Like somebody knew she was there alone. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I hope that's it, and it's not somebody, you know, that that is connected or a family member. Bonus round. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race so far. Uh, Karen's two for two. And so is the chat room. Let's see if you guys can keep it up in the bonus round. Where the stakes are high. Mm -hmm. Jonesboro, Georgia. A man who allegedly shot and killed another man is under arrest after witnesses say they saw him drag a dead body into his home the incident happened around 11 45 p.m thursday night police were alerted to the situation after a neighbor who witnessed the shooting and saw the suspect identified as 44 year old cornelius burnley dragged the body back to his home when officers arrived on the scene a short standoff ensued police were able to talk burnley out of the home and when they went inside they discovered the body of 49 year old philip goodman burnley was taken into custody and is charged with murder and aggravated assault he's currently lodged in the clayton county jail Guess the race of uh was Cornelius. Cornelius Burnley. Black. Karen's going black. Let's check the chat room and see what you guys believe. Uh black. Um dragging the body inside white. Snitches get stitches black. Mm, very divisive. Get over here, black. Corny Burnley equal white dexter morgan black <laughs> okay um some very uh this is a this is very controversial white body snatcher black ass names okay well you guys are divided but the correct answer is he's black And some of you did miss it. I'm sorry. Say what, Karen? I said, yes, sir. He black. Yeah, he was very black. Black is the name Cornelius. Right? 
just dragging a body in the house like who what did he do that at i guess yeah, cornelia's house yeah. i mean i guess yeah, that's self-explanatory uh all right uh <laughs> let's go to, let's do some sore ratchetness so we can get out of here guys Assault with a sword leads police uh to drugs and counterfeit money bust. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Follow the sword to the rest of the crime, cause kind of people that got swords do shit like have counterfeit money and drugs, okay? Uh this happened in Kingston, Oklahoma. A southern Oklahoma police department was called to a home after neighbors say a man was trying to cut another man with a sword. Police say that call then led into their biggest one of their biggest drug busts. Mm. Police were called to Southwest 5th and May Tubby Streets in Kingston around 2 p.m. Saturday after neighbor said John Chiers um, was trying to cut Brandon Kennedy with a homemade sword. Homemade? How the fuck? Ooh, homemade. What was you shopping in that bitch on? Uh, he then proceeded to grab a firearm and he, uh, he had a very long sword and chased him out the door with the sword, waving a gun and the sword, almost cutting one of the individual's legs uh police say madison christian and summer heck invited kennedy into the home but cheers didn't want kennedy there police tell us they've been monitoring chairs home since october after receiving tips that he had drugs and firearms in the home police uh after the assault police said they were able to obtain a search warrant and found a large amount of drugs ran across a pretty large amount of methamphetamine 44.3 grams of meth morgan said uh police also found two printers and paper used to make counterfeit money police say they found over sixteen hundred dollars worth of fake cash it was very believable the money was very believable said officer morgan well you know you don't think it's going to happen close to home but it did and it kind of makes you leery about who's around you says a neighbor who doesn't want to be identified the neighbor says he didn't see the altercation but is glad to hear a rest of it made uh it doesn't matter where you live there's people out there that's going to try to get away with things they're not supposed to be doing says the neighbor so they're all being booked in the county jail mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. i guess we know uh he was probably uh cutting his drugs uh we'll be back tomorrow with my man jeremy from the crown of college podcast yes sir to recap the walking dead at 7 p.m um so and then also tomorrow we'll be doing balls deep uh this week on wednesday um and i'm gonna try to start a ncaa um like uh the picks thing and i'll try to put the link on our social media and everything um so uh you know if you follow us on twitter if you're in our facebook group and shit like that you should see it we'll put it on our facebook page as well it's Um, free yeah it's free join in and uh we'll do something nice for the winner like maybe we'll let them be a guest on the show or something Mm -hmm. uh so all right we'll be back uh tomorrow until then I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.